called in to Box and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. Welcome back to Bucks and Brews. We have a special episode this week, Nick. Oh, to end the year. To end the year. We are visiting with somebody we met on our cruise. Yeah. Um, I will let Chris introduce him. himself. This, this, this is a man of world travel. And I don't want to fuck up his last name, honestly. <laughs> say one of the great people. So real, it doesn't look too hard. But let's say I'm going to tell what you what I'm drinking. drinking. So Bud Light Seltzers, my wife picked this out for me. It's the limited limited edition box cocktail hour. So I have a lime margarita, strawberry daiquiri, watermelon mojito, and tropical punch. I might have to steal one of those. Yeah, I'm really excited about it. Uh, starting out with this lime margarita. It's pretty good. What do you got over there? I, I have some special stuff. So I got this. I picked this one out because it's from New York. Oh. And Chris is from New York. So it's a 1911 cider donut, small premium, small batch hard cider. Nice. It is delicious. It was really good. After yeah. that, I have from Portland, Maine, Lone Pine Brewing Company, a Hot Fudge Monday Imperial Stout, brewed with chocolate, cocoa nibs, lactose, and hazelnut ac- extract. Ooh, and it's unfiltered. It Just is. reading off the back real quick. <laughs> And after that, I have, from one of our favorite places, Untitled Art, who always has great art on their hands, a chocolate cinnamon churro pastry stout. Mm, So I'm eating dinner tonight with my glass. I was going to say, that's a diabetic attack waiting to happen. It sure is. is. (laughs) Hi, guys. Uh, Listen, Bucks and Brews, Nick, Dave, Mike, nice to see you guys yet again. It's been way too long. Way too long. Uh, My name is Chris Tribuzio. My friends call me Tribs. I am part of a uh, three-person podcast uh, for known as Mickey's Marvels, uh, where we discuss everything Disney under the Disney umbrella. Uh, we were we are on a six-month hiatus, <laughs> as you can tell for those that listen to the show. Uh, we were six-month hiatus, as you guys know, being podcast a side when you are not making money and this is a hobby. Um, so that being said, we are on a six-month hiatus. We will be back next year, uh, 2023, mid-January. And uh, coming back to your ear holes. And uh, once again, guys, thank you very much for having me on. It's nice talking to you. We're so excited to have you. I know I was listening to the Obi-Wan episode the other day. And I was very excited listening that Nick's looking at me like, what the fuck am I talking about? Oh, Obi-Wan, the Star, the Star Trek guy. I get it. Fuck you, dude. <laughs> dude. Oh, oh, sorry. I'm going to interrupt. This is hilarious to me. So I've been trying to get David a gift. And my wife even said, hey, you're going to bring them that gift today. And I said, and you yep. forgot. And it's still sitting at home where the fucking thing is. And she said, she said the name of Baby Yoda. Grogu. Um, yeah. And so she goes, Hey, there's a, Grogu, there was a Grogu pan or whatever. And I was like, I don't fucking know who Grogu is. And I was like, I was like, Goku from uh, Dragon Ball Z or something. She's like, No, it's Baby Yoda. And I was like, Oh, man, that's kind of nerdy. <laughs> so George, he, he forgot your gift, but brought the beers. Uh, that's a true actually, friend. That that is, that's really, a true friend. That the really funny is. thing is, is I forgot the beers too. Um, I was, I was, so I live seven houses from the end of the street, maybe, mm-hmm. maybe five. I was three houses from the end and put my car in reverse to back up and grab the beers that my wife just bought me out of the truck because that's how forgetful I am yep. 
if if I don't if my wife doesn't pack my shit, my my daughter said this yesterday. She she said, Dad, you're not a child. Well, mom does pack all your stuff for you, so kind of. And I was like, damn, just calling me out like that. I mean, I'm gonna wait, 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 wait. So so no beer, so no beer, no present. Why are you not recording from your truck? That's my question. Yeah, no, um, David, David thinks that my internet on my phone is not that great. Oh, it's horrible. So. It's horrible. I will say right now, I brought all of the merch that I could bring to, on the cruise, and Nick didn't bring shit. He didn't he even bring, bring fucking he didn't shirt. Bring his shirt because his wife, his didn't wife pack didn't pack it. any of it. Yeah, so your your daughter's right. You're a child. I'm a fucking man child. And we're like, right? why did you pack your own stuff? Yeah, everybody's like, why didn't wait, wait, you didn't pack? And I was like, I haven't packed for myself. I've been married 12 years. I haven't packed for myself in 14. Well, right. We've been dating. I was gonna say, what is it? You're 35 now? Yeah, no, I packed. I'm 34. I packed my mom went to the hospital over in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. I packed for that. Um, I grabbed a random, I grabbed my book bag and some boxers, shorts, and a couple shirts. And my wife's like, do you have everything? And I was like, no idea. I was like, we're going to find out when I get there. And I was like, worst case scenario, I'm going to a big and tall store and I'll buy something. I was like, but I have enough at least for a couple of days. And she's just like, Jesus, you, I don't know how you make it in this world. And I was like, you, literally the answer is you. Yeah. Like, I, I <clears throat> wouldn't get, I've been wearing these jeans probably for God knows how many days now because, and she's like, hey, there's, there's new jeans over there. And I'm like, yeah, but they're not on the spot in the bathroom where they're supposed to be so i haven't changed them but you know i'm like dude if she doesn't shouldn't do everything the exact i I literally i can't function for myself people think i'm good at this i'm not so so here's something people know know you're not good at it yeah so here's something us common guys don't look at right you know the women look at everything in detail when we get pairs of pants, how many of you guys turn around and just put the pants on and don't realize after you took off all the tags, there's that cellophane sticker on the side of the pants that has the size on it. And you end up I, walking I out the I've door. I've worn it out too many times. I've done it plenty of times, but usually when I put new pants on, my wife wants to see them. So she always grabs that sticker. Okay. So and she'll be like, here, um, I, of course I've walked out with them and then you know, I probably, probably the one time that somebody was like, Jesus, you wear that big of pants. Like I make sure I check from that on or just cause I'm like, you don't have to see what size I wear to know I'm fat. All right. I can tell you that, you know what the worst, so we just talked about, I don't know if we were on air, but we were talking about getting a kilt. Yeah. So I'm getting a kilt made and nothing made me feel fatter than having to measure myself yep. and going with this ruler. And like my pants are a certain size, but that's not true size. Okay. You can get loose fitting pants apparently. And uh, yeah, I'm like, six inches bigger than what my pants waist says yeah my buddy who's skinny is crap and i was like wow you guys know how to make me feel great he goes shut up i'm six inches above and i was like in theory so am i (laughs) a kilt you don't wear a kilt where where like your your pants go Um, i i am wearing it where my pants are because otherwise they won't make it big enough okay I'm wearing mine as a, a and then skirt. you got the big belt that kind of covers where it actually is in your waist. Nope, mine's a skirt. Let's be honest about it. It's it's a kilt skirt. <laughs> so we're being shitty here. We've yeah, got sorry. It's a skill drinking, but we haven't talked about anybody else. Mike, real quick before we get back to Chris, what are you drinking? Him or oh me? You. Well, your name is I, Mike. I've got a, a diet cream soda. Ooh. It's going to be City of Portage tap water. City of Portage. And Chris, what you got, my friend? This podcast is brought to you by the lovely folks at Great Value for their pure drinking water. 
Uh, <laughs> we are not sponsored by them, however. Uh, not, yet. not yet. <laughs> We're still waiting for that Bud Light sponsorship. Trust me. Trust me. Enough of it. I'm doing, oh, my gosh. I'm doing Bud Light so, If I remember it, you guys will have some sponsorship next week. If I remember to bring it when I come. That's true. Mike, Mike has sponsored us for a little bit here. A new year, new us. Um, so, Chris, you, yep. you mentioned that you do a podcast. You mentioned yes. a little bit. Now, we did say you're from New York, but you're not yes. staying in New York right now. No, uh, I am a 27-year resident of beautiful Las Vegas, Nevada. I left New York in 93, maybe four, during one of the big storms. Um funny story in a reader's digest version of course you guys know living out in the midwest uh you know that snow sucks right you get it, it definitely every year you're out there shoveling sidewalks shoveling your cars one two hours maybe whatever it takes and uh during the winter storm in 94 uh my dad was shoveling the sidewalk and his last shovel ended with a curse word i don't know if i can say it on air oh of course absolutely can we curse all the time okay so you know the shovel went down he said fuck and the shovel went over his shoulder and said you from that point on he called a family friend of ours who'd been out in vegas well over 30 years was in real estate and says uh start looking you know uh it's about time and the first thing out of her mouth was, does your wife know? And at the time, my mom was working. So he said, no, but she will when she gets home. Six months later, they go out to Vegas. They find out, they buy a home and sell the home I was sleeping in in New York. And uh, October 17 came along, which was my birthday. And I got a one-way ticket to Vegas. And uh, the oh, rest yeah. is history. So, um, but yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't sever ties with New York because i'm from there i do still have family there i do still it's where I'm, my heritage is my family's back there or whatnot. you sang a song about new york it. at the last night of the cruise i did i did um but uh you know I, I i don't sever ties much with that city that city still holds true dear to my heart it's where i grow it's where i've grown up for 20 years uh, my family's out there have i visited there sadly not um only because yeah i it's not that i don't want to go back it's the fact that if i do go back i will go missing for two weeks because i have so much family back there that if i don't see one and see another word's gonna get out and i'll be in the back of a cadillac in a, in a garbage bag, yeah. you know, with a bag of lime sitting next to me. Oh, you got a you got a cousin Nikki too, huh? Like, I got a cousin. I got a cousin Nikki, Uncle Vito, and yeah. I, you know, Damn right, all of those. Oh. But uh, but yeah, so I don't make it as often as I should, and I get cursed out uh, as often as as it happens. But um, but yeah, I mean, I've been out here 24, 26 years. I've been at the same job for twenty four. Uh, I was really lucky to uh, find uh, a field that I'm interested in, and that is uh, law enforcement or or hotel security. My whole family was law enforcement back in New York, so I though I didn't uh, though I didn't test high enough for NYPD when I came out to Vegas. I studied hotel law and all this other stuff, and security fell in my lap no pun intended because yeah. it did uh it just so happened that at that time that's what people did it was like hey my friend mike needs a job you know he's a bartender 
Yeah. Can you get him one? Sure. Handshake, get him in. That was it. And that's pretty much how I got my job. Um, and I kind of grew into it. You know, uh, this podcast is about bucks. And, uh, you know, back 26 years ago, the money was great. Yeah. Uh, the money, you know, a lot of people were getting peanuts, but the tips on the back end made up for your hourly wage. And as the years go on and technology improves and you got companies like Uber and Lyft that come out or even Samsonite luggage with the four wheels, right? Baggage or bell handlers used to take your bags. Yep. Nowadays you can roll them. So you don't need the bell unless you have six, seven bags. So that bellman gets ripped off in my eyes. Now, granted, I'm not, I'm not a professional, but in my eyes, that bellman gets ripped off five, ten dollars. So because you can roll your luggage or that taxi driver or that doorman gets ripped off one, two dollars a turn. Yep. You know, because well, Uber like is paying fancy, for. fancy, like four and five star hotels will like just they'll take your bags and right. No, th- like there it's is not even uh, they want you to be able to go in and check in without the hassle of your bag. Of of course, of course. You know, and there there is at stuff the pool like or the bar or whatever else may be going on. But but there is that there is that other contention. I will yeah. say, Mike, you are right. We'll say 95, 97%, but there is that three five to three or three to five percent. Yeah. That's yeah. like, you know, I got my bags, I can take care of it, yeah. you know. And you kind of lose out on the money. Um, but yeah, the money, the money's good, you know. Good. Um, and when you do something that you love, it's not work. And to be saying, I have a job and I've been there 24 years at the same job uh, is not a job. It's something I love. And uh, I, I am a people person. You guys know. Uh, I'm a people sure. person. I get, I get along with anybody. So. Yeah, that's just how it goes. You know, it's funny. I hate everyone. Yeah. But every once in a while, I'll, I'll latch on to people. So we met Chris through trivia on the boat. Yeah. Uh, and I latched on to his ass because he was fun. He was having a lot of fun. Were, we were, were having a lot a of fun. A few of them we met. That's how we met um, mm-hmm. Emily and Ian. Emily and Ian was trivia. Yeah. yeah. And, and Chris was having so much fun. I'm like, we need to talk to this guy. And then he goes, yeah, I got a podcast too. And we're like, all right, well, we got stuff in common. Let's right. let's hit this guy up. And I, you know, his story about New York resonates with me because originally from Chicago and yeah. very near and dear to my heart. And I go back to Chicago all the time because I mean it's a three-hour drive. Yeah. yeah. Still have family in the area. And unlike Chris, I don't have to visit all of them because most of them don't fucking like me anyways. But <laughs> You only really have one family you have to visit when you're in the Chicago area. Yeah. It's my cousin Peg. Yeah, I was saying, you visit me and I don't like you, but I mean, you still have to. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> you may not like me, but you're stuck with me because right? I'm your asshole. I said, I said that line the other day. You know, I might be an asshole, but I'm your, your asshole. Your asshole. <laughs> Say, um, no, that's, I mean, dude, I'm glad that you have a, a career that you love and enjoy and, uh, you had mentioned that your boss, you know, mm-hmm. you told him, you know, when you're close enough to tell your boss what you're doing at night, that means you, you have a good working relationship with that person. So, and, and that's, and that's true in, and that's true in life too. And and the thing is, is that, and we'll get into, I'm sure we'll get into 
Nick, you're a Comic-Con experience and celebrities up front and whatnot, but, you know, everybody puts their pants on one leg at a time. So your manager doesn't have to be that, that guy that's behind the glass mm-hmm. that you can put your hand up and you can't touch. You have to talk to him. It's a working relationship. And that's not a bit that, more as don't, do not pay attention to the man behind the curtain. Mm-hmm. You people do think like that, but you know what? In order for you to have your voice heard, in order for your manager yeah. to see your worth, you know, they have to know you on a level to put you to that level to know that, okay, you may not be good at X, but you're good at Y. So, you know what? I'm going to give you the Y assignments, but yep. I will coach you on the X assignments, and together we'll have teamwork. And that's the Z component. Gosh, if, that makes a, if that makes any sense how are you not management yeah seriously i am oh I okay it's like oh, man, I am. like but the problem is, is normally people like him who actually think that way are not right because they don't you know i my last boss when i had my career my job whatever like he just it wasn't a career it was just a job it was a job right but like he didn't think that way and i'm like dude there is so many people and you have to understand hey brian is here for his kids this guy's here for the money this guy's here you know, for the health insurance, like, yeah, we're, you know, he, he is only here because his wife makes him get out of the house. Like you have to understand that these are the things. And this guy has bad knees. You don't put him on the walking all day. You put him, you know, and, and so he's like, well, man, you know a lot about your, your people. And I'm like, yeah, of course they're my people. Like yeah. you, you have to know them. Yeah. We you know, coach they're... together. Yeah. And we knew how to maximize those kids' talents. Oh, 100%. Because mind you, they had no talent. Right. But the little bit they had, we knew how to maximize. You, you don't know talent. Yeah, you got none. So, sorry, Chris, I interrupted. No, 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 ahead. no. But it, but it's true. It's it, it's the teamwork. It's the gel. You know, um, there's a podcast that's out there. Uh, I believe it's called the Management Podcast. Sometime during the podcast, I'll take a look and see what it is. And it's the Holy Trinity. They talk about the Holy Trinity and how to do your one-on-ones with your people and how to get to know them and how to take their their strengths and propel them and coach them on their weaknesses to make them their strengths. And it's a whole series on it. And I really live by by wanting to see the best out of people. Oh, that's because you because you taking an interest in somebody that may reflect that maybe that was you 20 years ago that was lost and unguided and went through 10 years of management not caring about it or just putting you to the wayside thinking you're dead weight, you know, and, and that puts you off in the distance. Now here comes me, the manager comes in, sits down with, let's say Mike, who's that, that despondent employee, and I take an interest in him and I see him one day a week for a half hour. I give him 10 minutes, he gives me 10 minutes, we talk for 10 minutes together. That half hour, the content that's in there, if it's if it's really meaningful, will turn Mike 300, 180 degrees and make him feel so much better about the job he can do and right. want to do more. That's the theory behind it. And there's a and and there's a technique that you have to use. And uh, you just have to listen. That's basically what it is. Sit and listen. Listen to your people, you know. Granted, the buck stops with you, no pun intended, but the buck stops with you. But you can, you can uh, uh, manipulate and 
do these things to help. You know, it does nothing is ever broken. It's always bent. Right. Yeah, like, and 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 you can and you can bend it the right way to tweak yep. and still stay in those guidelines and still have a happy crew. Oh, that's man, you you're we could this is gonna be one of my favorite episodes. I, I'm gonna say it. this right now. Chris is gonna be a regular contributor yeah. to Bucks and Bruce. This is gonna be great. Um because, because I'm I'm all about this, right? Mind, so, like, mind you, hang on. If you ever need a guest for Mickey's Marvels, yeah. mm-hmm. Not him. You might get one of the two of us, right? I mean, <laughs> not him. I can, he doesn't know shit. I, I love how I love how Nick just takes Mike out of the equation. Like you might get one out of two of us. Forget Mike. Forget Mike on the bottom. Yo, know, whatever. Well, I mean, I mean they're talking about the, the talking the about the two on the poster. We'll, we'll, we'll get him a little bit. Like I know, I I I know a little Star Wars, not near right. as much as Dave, but a whole lot more than Nick. But when right. it comes to Disney, I, I can tell you about the Disney about like the marvel different you know movie universes whether it's like x-men or things like that not as much as dave but probably more than dick hmm. I'm, I'm gonna announce something right now yeah i paid for it we are now in the byron township comic-con thank you to all of our uh tiktok listeners i thought you were paying for that by the way i will i, I got some cash on me um <laughs> I- I, I paid for that. We're going to have a booth with Jack Razor. We're yep. going to have his art. Yep. And then we're going to have dice. Yep. To figure out what people are winning. Yep. And uh, we're going to do Bucks and Brew stuff. So the reason that we have a Comic-Con table is we were on TikTok and we put a challenge out to our TikTok followers. If we get to 10,000 likes. I think it was 1,000. No, I think it was 10,000. I, okay. I believe it was. No, I, 10,000 was that one. And then he was going to do like the art Comic-Con if. Yeah, the GR if we got to like 150,000 or something. So no, that was we, gonna we be filling that room last year during um their toys. <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, because you guys were you guys were getting presents. Yeah. If we filled the room, we were gonna do the GR. But yeah, so we got we got ten thousand likes because dude, those people literally sat there with their fingers. Yeah. We got ten thousand. Oh yeah, like and, like dotted myself and yeah. maybe one other person. Yeah, just, just kept him and, and, and David wouldn't David wouldn't shut the damn live off to uh, I wouldn't but so we are officially doing it. My wife has to work that day. Um we're keeping our 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 side of the bargain, right? So, so Chris, um, yes, because sir. we're talking your <laughs> podcast for the moment. Well, let's talk okay. about his podcast because he does all Disney. He he all Disney, all Disney's Marvels, which means I can be part of this as long as we talk about, you know, Mickey Princesses. Mouse all the princesses <laughs> that my daughter watches and yeah i might bring my daughter onto a podcast Do you know my favorite why princess? not i mean listen you know our show i mean we do have a script for our show it's the intro and the outro but everything else in the middle is basically if you look at our script it's the intro and the outro everything else in the middle is idle chit chat and what about this you know we may have certain topics but you know, we welcome I we welcome anybody who comes on the show. Whoever sure. wants to talk about Disney, whoever wants to talk about you know uh, anything under the Disney umbrella, we're welcome to it. So, and I think that's what uh, twenty twenty three will bring. We're gonna start. Do doing you a lot do you guys that. do you guys do uh, like a YouTube too, or just a podcast? No, we don't. Um, we are strictly uh, in your ear holes. Google okay. Podcast and uh, iTunes, uh, Spreaker is another way sure. uh, that you can get to us. So you're not um, wearing Mickey ears while you're doing it? No, unfortunately. Um, and plus, unfortunately. And, yeah. <laughs> no, unfortunately, no. I'm not. Um, 
I, you know, nor do I have the Donald Duck boxers. You know, really? Uh, yeah, I don't. Not yet. I don't have those. Not yet. S- send no. us your address, and I'm gonna figure out how to get the size forty six. God, dude, <laughs> just say I remember when I was that low. Uh, that was a year ago. Yeah, uh, no, but, but um, but but yeah, it's, uh, we welcome anybody who wants to talk on our show. And I know, uh, you know, Dave, we talked about having you guys on uh, when I was on the boat. It's just like I said, real life happened. It does. We've been in six months hi- hiatus, and we're really anxious to get back to the 2023. So that's what I will tell good. you. I I've listened. Like I said, I listened to the Obi-Wan episode. I've listened to, I don't know, a couple minutes of other episodes. Love what you guys do. Mm-hmm. I really do. I think it's, if you are interested at all in Marvel or Star Wars or Disney, is uh, that's the one to listen to. Is, is Thank uh, you. Mary Thank Poppins, you. is Mary Poppins uh, Disney? Disney, yeah. Gar- Guardians of we did a Mary Poppins episode. We, I, did. I really we, covered, the, we covered the original. I'm pretty sure I've seen every Marvel movie now, to be honest. Finally. No, I mean, like, throughout time, yeah. I bet you have not. Well, I haven't seen the new Black Panther yet. Oh, my God. It's so fucking good. So, but, Chris, what do you think of the new Black Panther? I haven't seen it. Oh, my God. I haven't seen but, it. I, I fucking I loved it. But reason, and, and here's going. the thing. Let, let me, let me talk, if I can just. You can just yeah, you the mic is yours. No, honestly, let's, let's, let me get on the soapbox a minute about the show. So, the show is three years old. Uh, the show actually came to me through a friend, a good friend of mine now. It's like a brother to me. We used to podcast about Star Trek. And I guessed it on his show. I became fast friends with him. He's actually in New York. He lives there. We had a lot of things in common. And he came to me one day and said, I'm thinking about putting a Disney podcast together. And I said, okay. And he goes, would you want in? And the first thing I said, and Dave knows the next line that I'm going to say, and turns around and said, sure, who wouldn't want to be a kid again? And from that on, that became the tagline at the end of the show. Really? That sparked a podcast right from the jump. And that show really launched and put me into another realm of another fandom. Star Trek alone, and Marvel, of course, but Star Trek alone, in my experience, is the hugest, sci-fi in general, the hugest fandom. Now you have Disney that comes around, and Disney, because it encompasses the movies, it encompasses the parks, it encompasses the cruise lines. Oh, for Star Wars? No. For for anything. For Disney, period. Disney does, but... Star Trek also. Is Star Trek Disney? It's not. Oh. But no. Chris is like a huge Star Trek guy. Huge. So, and they have they have everything that Disney has. Really? They they really do. They they have their own conventions. Mm-hmm. They have their own cruises. Oh shit. Oh, they do. I so my it's funny. I've probably seen a bunch of Star Trek. Um, and I know nothing about it. it James Tiberius Kirk, right? Yep. Um, but like, really, my uncle watched it every night. We lived with my uncle and stuff like. We talked about this. Which, like, which, which episode? Dude, the like, old stuff. Do you, dude, I was a kid. Original. I was a kid, right? Okay, so yeah. Like with, with uh, Reading Rainbow, who has the the thing? Oh right? no, that was Next Generation. Yeah, so I've seen it before. Yeah. Even I've seen it before even that. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. I've seen the original, and so, but like, I couldn't tell you a single episode. I didn't. I just took no interest the entire time. 
because I just never got it. But like, I gotta ask Ma- a Mash though. Yeah. Mash was my shit. I love Mash. I gotta ask a question because we have Chris here and yeah. he's a huge Star Trek guy. Okay. Mm-hmm. Do you think that the Chris Pine series lived up to Shatner? Okay, so there's no, <laughs> I, and this is not to this. knock. This is not to knock on anything. The okay. I'm going to get into my Star Trek nerd. Sorry, real quick. Did they play the same character? Sorry about that. So Chris Pine was James Tiberius Kirk. And then William Shatner Shatner was James Tiberius Kirk. Really? Yeah. They're Uh the same guy. The only thing I know from Shatner and why it's famous is uh, Beam Me Up Scotty. Yeah, right. Which That's was never, which was never said in any episode. It's just fucking hilarious. Literally was. So like things I don't know, but like right, I, I'm not no. dangerous. You guys can quiz me, and I will get all of them wrong. He will, right? So, so before I answer your question, Dave, I'm gonna <laughs> yeah. put a challenge out to you guys for next okay. year for 2023. There are over 700 hours of Star Trek. There are from from the 1960s series to include. 10 films to include the new series that's on Paramount Plus now. I am going to issue, issue you a challenge on air. Okay, do that. Next year, 2023, you guys starting, we'll start January 2nd because you know, you'll be off a hangover by then. But we are going to have, I'm going to challenge you guys to watch a series of Star Trek. You can start however you want to start it. You can start chronological. You can start by year, however you want to start it in the timeline or whatnot. And you are going to have an episode and talk about the series as a whole. I can do that. Because honestly, I kind of want to watch the Picard series. Nick's looking at me like, I don't know what the fuck that is. So, so okay. So, yeah. go ahead. So is, so, is the Chris Pine series better than the original? Yeah. The idea Not behind necessarily the Chris Pine better, series, but how does it rate? So, the idea behind the Chris Pine series is J.J. Abrams. That's the mm-hmm. mind that's behind Alias. That's the mind that's Bad Robot. Yeah, uh, the Bad Robot production. So, two of the three sequels to Star Wars, which were exactly ass. We 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 won't talk about Star Wars Eight. Um, but Star Wars uh, what? Star Wars Eight. <laughs> that's the eighth one. That's oh yeah, Rian Johnson. No, there were nine, and there were six. No, the originals were six. Four, five, and, and six are great. Yeah. The Star Spangled Banner. Right. So, four, five, and six are great. And the so, main war. So, so how, how long is a series? So a series. Well, now hold on a second. So the sixties had three seasons. So you're looking at twenty-four episodes for the first two seasons, and I believe somewhere is around thirteen for the third. So that's the nineteen sixties series. Then you had uh, next generation, next generation. Space Nine, Voyager. And TNG Enterprise, and Enterprise, and Enterprise. TNG Those were all like twenty-four. 10 years, wasn't it? What's that? I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Mike? The next generation was on for like ten years, wasn't it? Seven years. So seven you years. have seven years of Next Generation, seven years Deep Space Nine, seven years Voyager, four seasons, four years of Star Trek Enterprise, and the ten movies to include the Next Generation cast. And then the new series on Paramount, which is streaming, so maybe ten episodes each season for a couple. So there's a, there's add them a out. lot of Star Trek. This is a challenge yeah. that I have to watch a full series. Mm-hmm. That's correct. And what do you want from me in the end? So every month, every month, I will come on the show. 
every month I'll come on the show, and it doesn't have to be Star Trek related, but every month I'll come on the show and I'll ask your opinion on it. I like this. Now, okay, so do you here because I'm lazy? Yeah. I'm not tri- I'm not gonna be trivia. I'm not gonna be like, hey Nick, you- season three, episode four. Yeah. Uh, you know, yeah. Picard went and took a flying leap off a freaking cliff. What color was the ocean? Right. I'm not going to do anything like that. I want honest uh, opinions. Oh, yeah, I want honest opinions. Trivia. No, it's not, definitely. Do you, you want me to actually watch it, or can I be playing on my phone while I watch it? No, you need to watch well, it. You can, you can watch it. I'll tell you the truth. You can watch it, and believe me, like most any series, you're going to see some clunkers. And that may turn you off. But just like someone told me for episode one of Game of Thrones, get past it and move on. Um, really? Because it's yeah. funny. Actually, I, I'm, I'm totally you... trying to watch Game of Thrones and I can't get past like episode two. I say my, my wife and I stopped on Game on Game of Thrones after like episode two because of the, the raping and the killing and stuff. We just mm-hmm. we couldn't take it. Yeah. Like and, and because right, we wanted to enjoy each other, not sit here and like I love death, right? Like if you, I'm so excited for the new John Wick, okay? Like, but but uh, that's what I mean. Have by you death, watched action. The Expendables? Oh no, I haven't. Not with, like with like John Claude Van Damme and with no, the original, and all that. The original with Stallone and and them. No, like the first one. No. So there's in in the first five minutes. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren grabs out this hand cannon and cuts a guy in fucking half. I'm in, and. I just started laughing. Yeah, and your wife was crazy. <laughs> and she goes, "You are so funny." What is wrong with you? What happened? Dude, my brother and I, my wife, my I, my wife has ruined me. Like I, she really has because we'll watch like John Wick or something, and both my brother and I will be like, and she'll be like, "What the fuck is wrong with you boys?" Like I get that like, too. That's like that's awesome to us, right? Yeah. Like, I, but she right. totally hates everything so, I say. So, so let's so one full no, no. So I just want to get I just want to get to answer to Dave's question before yeah. we go three hours and I don't remember it. So search the Chris Pine series 2009, as they call it. They call it the, the Kelvin timeline. So that yeah. was, of course, directed by J.J. Abrams. So the idea behind this was to make a spin. And the spin in this was what if uh, what if the timeline was fractured? caused by spock and now we have this alternate universe and james c kirk wasn't immediately the captain of the enterprise or captain pike you know uh didn't uh die a a death or you know whatever have you all this other thing what if spock you know uh didn't go to the vulcan science academy all this other things so is it better yes but only in that aspect um, you know, if you watch 2009, which is on streaming right now, um, it's on HBO Max or Netflix or one of the two. Um, if you watch that, that gets you jazzed up into it, right? Then you have Inner Darkness, and Inner Darkness is the mirror. I like to call it mirror because it's Star Trek nerdy, but it's the mirror of Wrath of Khan. And then you have Star Trek Beyond, which is the Shoot 'em up, bang bang, homage to Trek the original. Um, I like it for the fact of the memory or the fractured timeline and to see where everybody was and how everybody came about. 
for so what I it want, is. I want to tell a funny fucking story. So I don't remember what year Into Darkness came out. Whatever year it came out, we're going to Wizard World Chicago, which is now Fan Expo Chicago, because every company buys Comic Cons, and that's what happens. Sure. We should buy one. And, Pop, I'm looking at you. Totally should. <laughs> um, and my daughter's like, oh, my God, they're doing a uh, panel on Wrath of Khan, Star Wars 2. And I'm like, cool. And she goes... I'm totally going to go to that. I'm like, you realize that is not the Star Trek 2 you think it is. And she goes, what do you mean? I'm like, you're thinking into darkness. This is Wrath of Khan, which is, it came out in like 1982 or 3? 82. 82. Ricardo Montalban. Ricardo Montalban. That's exactly it. Welcome to Fantasy Island. And she goes, I don't give a fuck about that. And I went, I'm sorry. That was Wrath of Khan. Yeah. But this she only knew Khan Alpha as, Five. Yeah. She only knew Khan as Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah. Who is Doctor Strange. You've yes. told me you've seen every I've seen Doctor Marvel. Yeah, have you seen Doctor Strange? I have. I enjoy all of those. So Benedict Cumberbatch yeah. was Doctor Strange. Yes. But he That's was also Sherlock Khan. Holmes. Yeah. In, That's how he started. Darkness. Yeah. Yeah. He started as Sherlock Holmes in the UK. He did, yes. And then, uh, and then, but I love how. And spoilers, in case anybody hasn't seen it, uh, Nick, uh, you may want to close your ears for this. Um, but they kept it so under wraps. And if you watch the film in the darkness, they keep it so under wraps until you kind of get a gist of what's going on. And then he goes, "I, my name is Nguyen Khan, Nguyen Singh Khan." I think it's Nini Khan Singh or something like that. And uh, everybody was just like, oh, you kind of knew it, you know, with everything that's going on. But like I said, In the Darkness to me was my favorite of the three. Um, so I good. would like to rank uh, In the Darkness, then 2009, then Beyond. But then again, I'm a Libra. So my I fart a different direction and my likes go that direction. So, um, <laughs> so that's how that goes. But, but yeah, I mean, the thing about here's the thing about Trek, if you allow me another soapbox moment. Absolutely. Um, you know, there's always this common war between Star Trek and Star Wars, right? There's been this thing for however long both the franchises have been around. And here's how I look at it. Star Trek was born in an era of politics. And their idea was to bring, and Gene Roddenberry wrote this in a cop car, eating a donut and coffee and wanted to figure out how to bring the world together. So he brings in a human, an alien, African-American female, a Russian, and an an Asian, and a Scotsman, and brings them all together for one purpose. And that one purpose is to unite all in, uh, in harmony, whatever the case may be. And it follows that trend until you get to Deep Space Nine. Now, let me splinter off into Star Wars. Star Wars turns around and says, and my my thought of Star Wars is that it's religious. Because why? Because Alec Guinness says, the force is all around you. It 
encompasses everything. So that makes it a godlike thing. And it's and it's everything. It's good and bad. That's correct. You know, that's correct. Bad. And it's all spiritual. Even that's correct. As, that's correct. Yes. But even you talk, you know, Lucas comes out and he said the reason why so many of these creatures appeal to children is he never expected it to be popular with right. adults. Yeah. And that's exactly what it is. And Star Trek gets into religion in Deep Space Nine, where they talk because you're fighting for a planet and its religious uh, freedom from the Federation. Where I like Star Trek is where it's going now. Uh, you look at a series like Star Trek Picard, or you look at a series like uh, like Discovery, but more or less like Star Trek Picard, because Star Trek is always boasted for lack of a better term, about a utopian future. Everybody gets together. Well, what happens when you have a dystopian future? What happens when things don't go the way it's planned? Mm -hmm. And that's where Picard comes in. And if you watch, this is why I tell you, you watch the series and you watch each series, the newer series will make sense because they'll have callbacks or they'll have reminiscence of, and you'll understand why. Like Picard picks up right after 2009, Star Trek 2009, which is when Spock blows up Romulus. That's where Picard picks up. So I'm going to ask this so, question. Sure. Because I also love Big Bang. Oh, yeah. So Picard mm -hmm. or Kirk? They each have their own quirks. Um you know, and that's and that's a question that's everybody has a fandom that'll tell you. You know, Mickey or Minnie or Goofy. You know, or uh, uh, you know, or Sheldon, Leonard, and and Raj. You know, I'm gonna you. put you in in charge of Starfleet. Uh, who's your who captain? I, who who am I going with? Uh, there is the brashness of Kirk. There is the risk is our business, uh, Kirk, which I like. There's the, uh, you know, there's the, it's my fault standing up for his own mistakes, right? And gets demoted to captain and, you know, for whatever have you, hello, Star Trek Four, the voyage home, the one with the whales. And then there's I Picard. enjoy the whales. <laughs> yeah, I love that movie. I just, I just no love that movie. Idea. I know, again, Nick, you're going to have to watch them. Um, Star Trek Four, the voyage home, it had whales. Can I just watch that instead of the whole series of stuff? No, right? you have to watch the whole series. The whole series. I'm <laughs> you keep talking and I'm gonna have you watch eight hundred hours plus. I'm, I'm gonna I mean I'm I'm, I, I'm always months. about a challenge, things that you don't know about me. <laughs> like if you would have said the whole thing, I'd be like, nah, fuck that. But like yeah. you say one one series, I will probably watch the George Takai one. Um George Takei. That's what I said. Like okay. you know what? It, and is, and that is the original ways. one, so that's only yeah. one why you it's said. A, Three, three, 50 episodes. Three series, or 50 episodes. I do want George Takei. I, I would, you know, I would start it. You want to start it right. I start it chronologically within the Star Trek timeline. I would start it with Enterprise first. I would. I that would start it with Enterprise one, yeah. first. Chronologically, Star Trek and, and Enterprise. You said, and you said it's on streaming. That's so, got okay. It is. It's on uh, Paramount. It can be, uh, I can look and see if it's on Prime or whatnot. We'll but figure for sure it out, it's on but Paramount. you know Scott Bakula? Yeah, fucking best he was on best fucking. He was on Quantum Leap. Yeah. And he was also in one of the top five football movies of, movies of all time. 
Necessary, necessary roughness. Necessary roughness. Mm-hmm. They had the hottest kicker ever. Was, All right. You know, who the, you know who the, was the hottest kicker ever? At the Ireland. At the Ireland. Swing. Yes. Um, yeah, no, but I would, I'm getting back to your question, Dave, I would probably pick Kirk. It's not because I you? don't like Picard. Yeah, it's not because I don't like Picard. I think Picard has a lot of, um, a lot of good to him. But I think Kirk in the movies and in the TV series, you see him evolve. And uh, from what he's evolved to, I kind of like, I kind of like how he became. So, what is, so what are what are the humans called? Humans. And then the other ones are Klingons. Well, there's so, Klingons, there's Romulans. <laughs> there's so many different Basically, things. Basically, unlike hey, Star yes. Wars, where there's all these people from all these different planets that all look right. human, mm-hmm. the humans are actually from Earth. Right. Oh, okay. So this is what I'm saying. Also, man. Terrans. You right. are coming in and being christened in, not knowing Jack crap about star trek so this is going to be all brand new to you yeah and this is and you are going to have questions and you're going to be like what huh what are you talking about you better give me your phone number because i'm going to text you because i'm gonna get real pissy if i get addicted to this they they talk about the kobayashi maru kobayashi Kobayashi maru no 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 see that's not that Wait, of, so like when you guys say Kobayashi, I think of Kobayashi as not uh, food. Um, Kaiser Sose's uh, lawyer. Yeah. Oh. So so basically, yeah, our, the Kobayashi I'm, Maru is is an unbeatable scenario. So all right, let me let, besides Kirk beat it. Besides you coming onto our thing at once a month and, and us being mm-hmm. able to hang out, right? I mean, what is this challenge worth to me? Chris coming out knowledge, 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 education, because, uh, because I'll tell you why it's, it's think of this as your entrance into a fandom that is unexplainable to someone who doesn't know anything about Trek. Mm-hmm. Well, this is exactly what it is. <laughs> it's a, so, all right. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to give the old college try. Okay. Okay. So you, like, said, I, you said the first I've couple episodes most of the Star Wars series. Mm-hmm. I've started um, recently um, the uh, Andor one. Mm-hmm. That one I waited a little while on just because I mean I still haven't seen um, Rogue One all the way through, so I don't have that connection to that character. Rogue yeah. One is so fucking good. Rogue so, One is the best. Star, Tra- Star Wars. Star Wars. It's it. Ro- pass, Rogue it's One. the best Disney movie. Rogue One is the best Star Trek Star Wars prequel. Yep. Known yep. to man. Prequel I will say what? that first. So Rogue One Pre- was a prequel to four. Well, I said I like. You don't know. Fuck you. <laughs> okay, Nick. Okay, about what I watched because there's a lot of hype. Wait, four. Wait, four. Four was the one. Obi Wan, I was interested in because it tells a little bit of the story between. Obi Wan was great. Yeah, Obi Wan was awesome. I love that series. Boba Fett, I like. I mean, like I said, I like you. I'm like, I thought Boba Fett was a challenge. What they did. I know there are a lot of people who wanted Boba Fett to go back to being this. You know, awesome bounty hunter again, but I liked it. I loved Book of Boba. Oh, oh yeah. 
Oh yeah, I, I'm in the minority there. Everybody's like, "Oh my god, it sucked." I fucking well, I'm like you. It. I thought it. I mean, I think it's, I think maybe it's for you and I. It's seeing kind of how the Tuscans live. Well, and you and I are old fucks. Chris is not as old as us, but we'll say he's kind of an old fuck. I went from I feel like it 1983, <laughs> 83. That to was a great year. 1999 with no fucking Star Wars. Really? So I'm happy with bad Star Wars at this fucking point. Not. I'll tell you the truth. You I'm going to say not bad. Other than, yeah, other than the really crappy re-releases yes. of the well, original movies. I, I'm let, okay, I'm okay yeah. with that even. I'm not good with like the holiday special, but anything else I'm happy with. <laughs> I was, I was going to mention the holiday special. I'm there sure was that you one were. There. Well, unfortunately, <laughs> that was luckily between a couple of the other movies. So that wasn't like an after 19. That was like 1979 or something. Yeah, that, was, yeah, that was before. Yeah. Right, boys. That let's was before get on, Empire. Let's go on some of, of the geek talk. Hang on. It's not geek talk. No, hang it's on. Things you went to Comic Con. Right? That's what I was going to get on to. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to Comic Con for a minute. So, Chris, Nick went yeah. to Comic Con in Grand Rapids, which okay. we have a decent little Comic Con here. All right. And he had a blast. I always have a blast. What did you like about it? I love dice. Okay. What else? There's always so many dice that I can buy. There's a lady that makes her own dice bags and and like stuff like that. You got captured a lot. Do we freaking love my daughter again? Seven years old is not a nerd. She was so pissed off at you for getting caught because you were looking at shit. She was right. Um. So the the non five oh first the the bounty hunters it was the mandalorian marks the yes those people who are bounty hunters because mike and i are five oh first right yeah so it was the bad guys or no so bounty hunters hunters. they're not necessarily bad so you go and you donate money um to their cause and then they will give you a lanyard and stuff and then they will hunt you throughout the entire building mind you the causes make a wish yeah so and well is it every year the same one pretty much yeah. okay so um we do a lot of make a wish stuff which is you guys do it's great and like i as much as i don't like i'll go find clearance stuff and i'll buy it for you guys and you guys will take it but if you um, want to ncs we're doing the basketball game on the eighth yeah man like i mean the eighth uh i'll take a look at my calendar it's it's a somebody sign up so, for k-wings night tomorrow there's there, there's like eight or nine people. So I will say, like, I like seeing costumes. I like seeing people. I mean, there was a guy dressed up as John Wick there. Um, you, at the comic con. Yeah, just yeah. walking around, and I was like, that's cool. So one of the days I get there, so I went two days. It was really fun. I felt bad bringing my wife on a Sunday. I so, saw you both. Uh, no, I saw you. No, you went three days. Did I really go three days? You did, because you were there on Friday. Was I really? I saw you on Friday and Saturday. No, I think you just see me on Saturday. I thought yeah, I saw just, you both. No, just okay. The, so, either way, um, because I yeah, and so we we go and we we get captured, you know. So we play hide and seek, right? And so you you look around, and you see, and just you book it to the next spot, and it's really really fun. Um, we did it four or five times, right? <laughs> like, um, and then you know. I I enjoy seeing people have a good time, right? Which is fun to me. We have a great time. We so one of my favorite things that was there, right, was the uh, and and they're not even Comic Con people. I don't know how, but like the dueling harpist, right? There was these twin girls, the har- harp twins, the harp twins. They're right? great. 
and they're amazing right like and so they put on a free concert and we went and seen that my wife thought it was awesome my daughter thought it was great um you know i i bought a few christmas presents for my brother my brother is he's really into help me out asian anime anime thank you so, i know because i brought it up here uh which is still so remember how i don't have your gift to you yet yeah right my brother's gift is still sitting in my box right Dude, next you to yours suck. yes and then my niece actually has something there as well so christmas everybody got stuff they except for you because fuck you uh but i'm okay with that um so i will i will get you yours though that's okay um, i'm around yeah and you see me like every fucking week as we podcast hopefully but so comic-con to me and and there's some stuff like so the guy it was the red ranger this year um austin st john yeah so i don't know how the, the original, fuck i know that because i did not watch power rangers the, the parties is like i did i like the original power rangers was great everything after that just was really stupid. i know nothing about power rangers but i know jason david frank awesome that's in my head okay that's in my head. i'm talking no i'm talking Shut up you don't know anything about this so you're near no the only thing worth knowing about the power rangers was the cute one yeah the pink one yeah that was Amy everybody's Coach. everybody's finish. jason david frank he he just killed himself yeah i'll say that's, that's awful he was great at every Comic Con. I swear, I went to probably ten Comic Cons that he was at. Yeah, and he was phenomenal every fucking time. Probably, probably gets depressing when you get to the point where that's your source of income, and that's I'm like not, the only thing he's really known for. I'm not sure it was that. I I think it's just you know, life sucks. Yeah, and eventually you, you're just but, like fuck it. I don't I don't want to do this anymore. But you know what though? I, I think really it is. And, you know, that's been the talk since he died. It's been the talk of, you know, if you need help, reach out. Yeah. And some people hide behind that. They're so, and they, so... They, there are some people that hide behind that. And it's it's hard to detect because you've yeah. known this personality for so long. He's always I mean, hyper. It happens every time of celebrity. I mean, it was huge when Robin Williams, after he killed yeah like but i people just saw as the epitome of happiness and humor well yeah. i mean even with normal fucking people i remember you know when i got sick last year i remember sending him a message going if this is the best my brain ever gets i wish i would have just died then and nick's like yeah but you don't want to be dead no i don't want to be dead yeah. Yeah. but if this is the best my brain is ever going to yeah. get I don't want to do this shit anymore. Well, it's like my dad when he was really, really depressed. Right. After everything. He was never like, I mean, he was, I mean, we had to put him in the hospital because it was that point where self-harm could have been an option. But early on, it was like, why did cancer kill me when I had it? If this is what the rest of my life is going to be like. Right. And that's, and that's something, you know, that, that a lot of people face, especially mm-hmm. as they get older. You know, one of the things to, to circle back, I'm sorry, but to circle, no, go back ahead. To, to circle back to like management and life, you know, one of the things I tell my guys, my guys that get on the job, they're 23, 24. And the first thing I tell them is within six months of the job, you're going to sign up for your benefits. And the first mm-hmm. thing you do is get your 401k signed up and get it situated. And every year you're going to look at that and not touch it. And every year you're going to put 1% into it. You're not even going to notice it. Because I'll tell you the truth right now. 
in order to retire from anything, you need a five-year plan prior to your retirement. So if you're planning to retire at 63, you need to plan, you need to start planning at 58, or at least have some sort of idea before you're 58. And you make that plan. Otherwise, you're gonna end up wondering what, where is my money? And how am I gonna spend my money? Now, on top of that, in Vegas, in the hotels, okay, they don't have a mandatory age limit. Yeah. And, uh, you know, and I have guys that work under me. I have guys, I see guys that work in the casino, other parts of the casino that are over the age of 65. Mm -hmm. And the reason why they do is some of them are afraid because mm -hmm. once they retire, they will not know what to do. Mm -hmm. they're so used to getting up, getting as, as Nick had said earlier in the show, getting away from their wives for eight to 10 hours and then coming home and having that me time to themselves. Now they're going to be home 24 hours a day, twiddling their thumbs going, what am I going to do? And there's some, and this actually happened to me with a guy on a job. That's all he had was the job. The guy never missed a day of work. He went 14 years, perfect attendance, 14, 14 years, never missed a day unless he had to, you know, but you know, never had a fuck it day. We, we all have those, right? Case of the fuck it's sure. Do. Never had those 14 years on the job. He ends up leaving the job. Within six months to a year, he falls off and he dies. Because, and the last thing I heard about this guy was the job was all he had. Yeah. Because the home life was not what it was. And I think that's where, and I'll tie this in with JDF, I think that's where that is. I think that's where it is, is because he is so prominent and so into the fandom and so into the crowd and so into the fans that he wanted, I, I personally believe he wanted that to continue because of the problems at home. Unfortunately, yeah. you know, unfortunately you can't have that, mm -hmm. right? You can't have that. You have to have that balance going into don't bring home life into work. Don't bring work life at home. You got to, they got to struggle to find that balance to leave one subject there and ha when you come home that's your home life and i think that's where the struggle is in most cases and that's where the depression sets and that's where the no one knows what i'm going through that's mm -hmm. where no one knows you know i'm a celebrity at home but and i and i use this term loosely but i'm a piece of shit or i'm a celebrity out front but i'm a piece of shit at home Yep, I would agree and with that because I think hard. we've seen that with Stan Lee. I mean, he stayed on the concert probably longer than he should have. He would have turned a hundred yesterday. Wow, um, was it yesterday? It was yesterday. Yeah. Well, Nichelle Nichols had a birthday this week too. Yeah, and she just recently died. She did. She would have been a hundred. I think uh, you know because we love baseball. We do. Ernie Banks. Another one, oh, man. Mr. Wow. Cub, he, he, he lived for meeting the fans because at home he didn't have much. Right. Mm. And I think that's a lot of 
celebrities out there they they live for their fans because that's where they feel the love 100 and i mean i know like when i met carrie fisher i got to meet her a couple times just a beautiful soul but i mean i knew when i met her she was totally fucked up yep i knew she was a drug addict and that you know her life was not sunshines and rainbows but i didn't give a shit because as far as i was concerned she was my princess right Mm -hmm. well that's you know and you find that so we chris uh, you know we do probably four episodes a year at least about mental health and suicide prevention and things like that it's very important to us we just did one like two weeks ago yeah um you know but i you know i will say it's 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 tough right like i'm not in the same boat but you know, I walk into, I walk into a real estate meetup, and I'm somebody. Yeah. I walk home to my wife, and I'm just the guy that brings home a paycheck. Yep. Right. Um, and it's not a paycheck. It's not guaranteed. You know what I'm saying? Like I, I, you know, these people they want to talk to me. They want they want my interest. They want everything. And my wife goes, "What do you want for dinner? And how do you want me to pack your bag? You know, like yeah, it, it's a completely different life. It's, you know here everybody looks up to me and wow your 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 knowledge and your wisdom is great and this lady thinks i'm the dumbest person because i don't know the difference between advil and tylenol right like it's 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 not a but you know so so it's it's completely different and and then you know today is a is somewhat of an example right so um you know i'm on my phone i'm talking it's 10 o'clock my you know and i'm talking to somebody and I'm doing something else. And as I'm talking to them, my wife's trying to tell me she's going to go to the store and she's going to take the kid. And, you know, all of a sudden it hit me. I was like, Oh, so I, I stopped and I called her and I was like, Hey, I need to let you know what I'm doing. Like between the hours of 10 and two, which is when I'm devoting myself, like I will be doing business. Okay. Um, it's not that you're not my priority. You're supposed to be gone. You're supposed to be working. If you want to do lunch, schedule it in a sense of things, yeah. but really like I am focused on my business. I want to devote myself to my business. I want to be in my business. I want to talk real estate. I want to find real estate. I want to do this. This is like, this is where I'm doing my life. And I need to let you know, because there's going to be these times where you're going to be annoyed because you think I'm not doing anything except for talking to my friends. Well, no, like in theory, I was trying to push a five unit to try to make a a couple hundred bucks or whatever it would be like i'm trying to do this type of a thing like you might um, be talking to your friends but you're talking to your friends about business exactly right yeah. and and it's yeah. strictly like i am here for this because that's what you know that's what i find like that's what i see as what my you know what i'm focused on right mm-hmm. and then i'm trying to be because i also know that i drop my daughter off at 8 a.m in the morning and pick her up at three o'clock so I want the downtime after the downtime before picking her up. I want, I want to be in dad mode. I want to be very focused on my family during this time. Right. I need four hours a day to really focus on making sure that my family or what I see is giving back to my family. So Mike, what's your thought on the balance between work and home? And then what we're talking about now, which is the onset of little, depression. I mean, I've been a little odd different place i mean i'm divorced so i get my kids basically half the time i mean at this point it's you know it's give or take a day either way but basically over the course of the year it's probably you know pretty much half the time 
So when I don't have my kids, you know, I do a lot more work. It, but I think it's a lot of that stuff. It's to keep myself busy. I mean, you know, I've got plenty of people I can hang out with, you know, usually call Dave on the way home from work or whatever, you know, just to say hi and things like that. And so when I have my kids, it's a flip. But I mean, I think Dad to Nick, you know, he talks about feeling, you know, like just an average person once he's home. But I mean, you've got a kid that looks up to you. Mm-hmm. That's still somebody who can like, I saw some of the things you posted today about like, was helping you with some stuff, you know, around a house. And I mean, it's like, those are the kind of things you can show your kid that makes oh, being yeah. at home important. I I am Superman. I mean, there's days, right? Where I'm the biggest piece of shit to my daughter, but also I am Superman to my daughter. Yeah. And, uh, you know, but being a father, Chris, I'm not sure. I'm sorry. Do you have kids? No, I don't. Okay. But like, there's Mike, you get it at times, right? Where it's, I mean, you know, I get you, it a little less just because I have teenagers. You could you could tell your kid, hey, you can't have hot chocolate right now because we need to be healthy and like you're the biggest piece yeah. of shit in the world. But then like the moment you give her hot chocolate, it makes you feel like I'm cloud nine because you just spoiled her. So um, don't get me wrong, like I I know that the examples I set and I I'm very stringent on that where. I make sure that my daughter knows what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, where, where I want to be. And, and I build her up to a very big life of know your worth, right? Because I struggled with that for a while, for a long time of not knowing my actual worth and, and feeling different things. So, um, you know, sure. Am I too much on her sometimes? Sometimes I'm not afraid to admit that, but like, you know, I, I'm really, I'm really trying to focus on, uh, yeah. Sorry guys, we have a, a a huge break. But uh you want sushi? Like, no, you not yeah. David doesn't like sushi. I hate it. Is it seafood? Oh, maybe. Sorry, I'm being asked if I want sushi because I do love sushi. I do not. Who doesn't like this type of a break? Yeah. So me. Um but you know, I, I so right and, and we all go through those times, but yeah. you know, today, right? I, I I my daughter said something. Thank you. My daughter said something and I was like, man, I just, I just want to hug. Right. And and that's the biggest key is, um, you know, physical, physical attention is huge yeah. for me. So, right. I, I will hug my wife. I will kiss my wife. I will hug my kid, yeah. you know, and make, I'll go home tonight and good night. I love you. And I'll make sure she's in bed and I hug everybody. You, know, <laughs> you do. You Even do. people that don't fucking like it. Like Mike, <laughs> Mike, I really don't. But, but oh, see, Mike, but see, Mike I think you first. have it. Mike, see, Mike I think you have it. I think you have it rougher being a divorced, being a divorced parent. It is. It's hard. And uh, and on top of that, teenagers, that you have only a certain amount of time to be that parent to divide your time that way. Whereas Nick has five, seven days a week and can literally balance his work week that his week that way. And you again it, it, it is no. like you said it's it's a different situation and like i said i it was hard for the first couple of years it was really really difficult and you know dave and i had you know kind of fallen out of contact for almost 15 years yeah about 15 years yeah um 
And basically it was when I was starting to go through my divorce that I reached out and like I said, if they hadn't been willing to let me back in, I mean, I don't know where I'd be right now. I really, really don't because I needed that, you know, friendship that's completely outside of family and work and everything. Yeah, you know. and it's 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 just what it is. It's finding yeah. that balance. In the end, it's finding that balance and finding. But it's the but it makes me, some of the things you've said kind of make me think. Like you know, I'm one. Like you talked about retirement, and I'm like, I'm not talking about five. I mean, I'm thinking about. I would like to semi-retire in about ten, mm-hmm. and then fully retire in about fifteen. Well, guys like you that are twenty-nine would think that way. That's okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, but like, and and that, but Chris, like, I I would love to have a full. I mean, just you and me conversation, but um, like, really, like, the, everybody like, out. No, like, because <laughs> the doctor like, is in. <laughs> I love the way, and, and the more I drink, the better it's gonna get. So the way you think, that's what she way, said. <laughs> that's a fact. Yeah. Um. You know the way you think, the way you, the way you present yourself is just—it's yeah. you're an awesome person. I'm so glad that we met on the cruise. Like, same. thank you very much. Same, same here. Really, like I, I'm all about building the people up, right? So, I mean, as much as it's, so I, I got into a competition with a guy when I used to work um, about who could put more money into their 401k into the year, right? Granted, we we all we both maxed our shit out, and for that time, we were both better and. He came to me one day and he's like, Hey, I got to lower my stuff. I got some things coming up. And I was like, dude, that's no big deal. Like, and he's like, but really my 401k looks so much better. Um, and so we would do competitions about who could just do it. You know, my wife, you know, she, we were, we were at a point of, you know, we didn't have money in a sense. Like we, you know, we still don't like, you know, but, and she's like, ah, oh, 10% of my 401. I don't know, babe. And I was like, look, if you ever need a dollar, like I'll make sure it happens, but make sure that even if we divorce, <laughs> you're set for yourself. And she's like, okay. And I was like, I'm not planning divorce, but like, think about yourself. Think about your future. Think about what you want. And she's like, all right. Because I want to build her up. Like I want her to see this and, and I want my daughter to follow in the same steps. And if my wife doesn't do it, and I don't do it, then my daughter's definitely not going to do it. You know what I'm saying? Like, well, so like, this, right, because you had said earlier, and I don't mean to cut you off. No, please. Thought, but you had said it earlier. You are an asshole, but Fact. you're you're both their assholes, right? That's so, no. and, and, no, and it, Totally but, your asshole. Yep. No, but, but it's true because, you know, you're setting an example for two people in your household. Yep. And in some, one of the things, like I had said, like I told my guys, Listen, that's the first thing you got to do. Your benefits to make sure you get all the things you need and your 401k. And that's the main thing right there. Because in the end, this being our job, my job, being a private job and not city and state, I don't have a pension. In other words, I'm here 24 years. Next year would make 25. Guess what? I can retire and get get retirement money for a pension job, right? Nowadays, the jobs offer 401k because it pays more. Yep. And the thing about it with the 401k, and this is what I'll tell, I don't know your audience if they're into money or whatnot, but I would hope. I would (laughs) hope. I would say, I would say, the money or beer. Yeah. One of the two. I, I, I would say this for those that are, those that are listening, those that are starting out on a new job, uh, whether you're 20, 30, 40, or whatnot, what I would say is this. 
I would say one, do your research. Two, make sure you're doing, for me it worked, but make sure you're doing 33 and a third in each bracket, your low, your medium, your high. That's your best return of investment right there. And then every year, like I said earlier, put 1% away. You're not going to miss a nickel. Two, uh, three or four even, it's a write-off in the end. You know, you put in <laughs> five, six thousand dollars. Listen to this guy. You put it, you put in five, six thousand dollars in your 401k, that's tax-free money. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh so well depending you take it till you start till you take it out. No, no, yeah. till you take it out, but you yeah. putting it in yes. tax-free. But now if you we take about- it out before you're if you take it out before you're 59 and a half, you have to pay the taxes on it. And yeah. well, you pay taxes on it. So there's a difference between Roth and traditional there 401. Is. So traditional 401k, you're paying taxes on it as you're taking it out, even after mm-hmm. you yep. retire. No, yeah, Roth, Roth, you don't have to pay taxes on it because you're not investing it all after you pay taxes on it anyway. Well, Roth, you're paying taxes and then you're putting after tax dollars you, you, into place. Correct. It's after correct. Tax. So, and that's meant for other people. But, right. you know, what I will say is, okay, so you're on the right track and you're teaching these guys, hey, 1%, 1%. And mm-hmm. what's this year? This year went up quite a bit. And I don't quote me. 17,500, let's just call it what? 401k contribution max. Yeah, it's something like that. Right. And so don't quote us on it because we don't know these things off the top of our head. Um, but once you max that out, right? So you're doing very well. You're up in the 25% of, you know, you're making 60,000, you're putting 25% away. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. We talk about open IRAs, right? Oh, you yeah. and I, you and I are very, and then if you have dependents, kids and stuff like that, like put it in there. So like, I pay my wife, I pay my kid people like, and I post pictures on Facebook to prove to the IRS that my daughter works. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> like, it, because nobody can say that my daughter doesn't do anything to earn her hundred bucks. Like I, I'm not afraid to admit I write off because my daughter, I'll, I'll take a picture of her and people are like, why are you pick, why are you making her pick up trash? I'm not making her do shit. She wants a fucking Polly pocket. She's going to earn that Polly pocket. Right. Sure. It's it's called it's called it's called learning the way, learning the job, learning life. Exactly. And and it's so and it's something. I'm sorry, Nick, but it's something that it's something that some people, I don't know about all, but we'll say some don't understand. Because it's almost like disciplining your child outside in public, and they'll turn around and tell you you're a bad parent. First of all, one, don't tell me how I freaking discipline my kids because I'll smack you just as I'll freaking smack back. (laughs) You know what I mean? But on this, but this is where, and this is my own personal opinion, but this is where society tries to get the upper hand and tries to say, you know what? Oh, Nick's treating his daughter like a slave. She's seven years old, getting a hundred dollars. You know, she should be working on her schoolwork. Well, maybe she does. And because she works on her schoolwork and gets five days a freaking semester, this is what this is my gift to her is learning the job, learning the way of life, how to earn your money and how to save it. You don't like it. You don't get off my page, get off my FYP, whatever the hell the kids do nowadays. (laughs) And you know what? See you. Peace out. See you later. But this is how I am going to teach the kids, my kids, and my daughter's going to teach her kids how to earn a buck yep and i'll tell you i had the proudest moment i need to brag because i am a fucking bragger um all right so my daughter got christmas money she's had money saved up blah blah and uh my my wife had my back on a little bit and she said hey um you know 
she goes, all right, hey, you have this money. And my daughter looks at me, she gets 40 bucks from somebody for Christmas. And she goes, well, so then she had, oh, she had a $25 gift card. Mm-hmm. And I bought it off of her because it was for Meyer. Okay. American Girl doll stuff is from Target that she wanted. So I bought, I bought the $25 off of her. Yep. Pay her full price. So she has 65 bucks, right? And uh, she goes, yep, dad, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to take $10 of that and put it into my savings, in my piggy bank. Smart girl. And dude, I, you should have seen the grin from ear to ear. You should have seen. And I said, you know, I, I, here I'm trying to make change. And I was like, nope, hold on. We went into my bedroom and um, I had $10 worth of half dollar bills Mm -hmm. or half, you know, half dollar coins. I was like, look, here you have, you have this, this. I give you 20, I give you 25. Actually, I give you 15, right? And I was like, but the other 10 is here and we're going to put this straight into the piggy bank. Mm -hmm. And so she took money and she put it into her piggy bank as savings. And dude, like I'm grinning from ear to ear. And so we go to the store and uh, so actually we cheated the system. So here's, here's another fun tip. Um, So my, she, she picks out, I don't even know. But anyway, I think, I think it was $56 and something cents worth of stuff. Um, and my wife had a $3 and 12 cents savings from target, whatever it could have been. Anyway. So we, we ended up paying $53 and something cents. And my daughter tried to keep the $2 and I was like, well, we did use mom's money and you overspent, but I'm going to keep the two bucks. We're not, you're going to, you've officially spent your 55 that you had to spend. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're both going to be happy. She's like, yeah and i was like mom got the shafts in that one i was like we're gonna call that the government and she's like what and i was like i was like yeah the government taxed your ass on it's so um but right like it literally like it was like 56 dollars and 12 cents so she did overspend her 55 but we had the discount of three dollars from, yeah. from the red card event and uh it was it was awesome it was a really great thing because my daughter's like I'm going to invest this and dude, her piggy bank. I'm so excited to open it. Cause now she, so for a long time, she didn't want to go to the bank. She doesn't want to put her money into the bank. She doesn't want to do this, Okay. but now she wants to, right. Now she's getting to the point where she's like, yeah, let's still listen to an account. And I'm like, so, so we've missed seven years of interest. I don't give two shits. Like I'll pay it. She's Just, figuring it out. She is man. Because, because every time we do something <clears throat> and she, we're going on vacation and she's like, Oh, Hey, I want this. And I was like, you could do this if you invest your money and earn interest on it. You could go on your own vacation. And she's like, and, and but we've done this for two years now because we're going back to Florida. Chris, sorry, we're not going to Orlando. We actually, we're going to Orlando, but we're not going to Disney. But so she's finally getting it where she's like, wait, all I have to do is just fucking have money sit around and it'll make money. She's, she's, she's starting to comprehend money, making money. And I'm super excited. 10 bucks she took she took 25 percent of what she had yeah. for the 40 and she invested it and i was super excited about it like proudest dude this is this is why we do this this is yeah, what, this is it what is. it's about yeah. Let, let's put this in our terms for a minute yeah of the four of us here how many how many of us remember put a penny a day right put a penny the first day then put two pennies then put four pennies then put eight yeah. keep doubling it for 365 days out of the four of us here who actually did it no, um, I mean, none of I us. I would have had enough money by the end. But, but I'll tell you, but didn't it turn around, looking back at it now, don't you turn around and go, damn, I wish I did? 
wish. Yeah, because you don't realize such a lesson to learn. That many times, right? But it's such a lesson to learn, though. It's for thirty days, right? So, if you no, not for thirty. Yes, look it up. It's five dollars now for a year. You put five dollars in the first month. You put ten dollars in the second month. You put fifteen dollars in the third month. Yeah. So it's changed. No, he's talking. A penny a day for 30 that. days equals like one point so or no, sorry, because uh, day it's 30 and day 31. Day. No, the, day 30 and 31. Well, you're already really high at that point. Right. But like they're talking about like when you know there's the old legend that the guy who created the chessboard basically said, you know, you're gonna pay me with like you know one coin on, you know, and it was mm-hmm. basically doubling yeah. on each square and it like ends yeah. up being trillion dollars or something like that is what it ends up amounting to well even if we didn't do it for a year right let's say we did it for six months let's say we did it for three looking back on it now don't you wish we would have done it don't you think yeah at some point and nick maybe maybe you haven't come into the, the the money thing until the end but i know for me i didn't come into it till the end but looking back at it and spending foolishly as i have um but Looking back on it now, I really wish I did. Just if, even if it was six months, right? Try it out every year, whatever have you. You Have that willpower to do it and try it out for six months and then try to continue on to see where it went. Sure. But, um, but I, I really do applaud you, Nick. Uh, you know, you're, you're a man amongst men to, to teach your daughter the meaning of money and the meaning of what a dollar is worth and how to save thank you and, thank and you really it, honestly it means honestly I, I really i really hope listeners if you're listening and you know you've been listening whether you're listening to this show for how for how long they've been on or you, this is your first time like me these gentlemen are impressive they have a lot of knowledge and i i really i really hope you guys stick around and, and stick with them Thank you. Them. That's a great endorsement. No, so, I think that has to be a TikTok. So that might but, be a, that might be a, a beginning. I was gonna say, um, we did a bucks or a pops and pennies the other day. We did, and we talked about Nike stock. We did, and if you had bought Nike in what was it, nineteen eighty nine? The year I was born. Okay, nineteen eighty eight. It was four bucks. No, no, sorry. I think it was yeah, ninety eight. Yeah. No, the year. Okay, so I think it was ninety. Year I was born. It was like four, but like the year. I was 10 when I when we talked about starting this type of thing. It was 20. No, I want to say it was still four bucks. Was it really? Yeah. Okay. And if you had invested, you know, a hundred dollars in Nike at that point, yeah. Nike's running around $98. Right? <laughs> well, look at Microsoft. If yeah. you if you invested yeah. in Microsoft in the, the early Amazon 80s, thing too. At yeah. Yahoo, right? All the yeah. dot coms, right? Before the dot com crash. Microsoft, for example, if you put a dollar in Microsoft, let's say it was a dollar back then, nowadays, you'd be a friggin' millionaire. On yeah, top yeah. of that, if you worked for Microsoft, you had you automatically got stock options. Um, Why so, whether you, so whether you were <laughs> whether you were a janitor or a friggin' VP yeah. or CEO. No, that's exactly it. Like if you like if whether you were a janitor or not, they gave and so Microsoft, okay, the only reason it looks great. Because they're still giving stocks away, but like because of what it turned into, right? Mm-hmm. So the janitors were making. Um, I'm looking at buying a cabin from a friend of mine who wants to get rid of one of his three. And the neighbor works for Microsoft. Okay. Um, right. And 
if you met Dennis, he looks like you and I, except okay. skinnier. Um, he wears blue jeans and a t-shirt and lives up in he lives up in Baldwin, let's call it. Yep. Right. Middle of uh, nowhere. Right. In the middle of nowhere, he drives a truck that's worth fifteen hundred bucks. If he's lucky. And but I will tell you if I've met I mean, I, I, I really have shaken hands with people who have a $250, $250 million net worth, and I know them well. But, like, um, Dennis is probably up there and one of the highest wealth people I've ever met in my life. Um, I should marry his daughter. <laughs> but You're already married. Yeah, I say, right? Um, but right hey, now, they so, made an HBO show of polygamy, so I'm pretty sure it's yeah, still around. I'd say, come to find out I'm... Uh, I'm Mormon now and I can have multiple wives. No, but like, um, you know, so it's, it's, it's really like the companies back then, they, they took care of their people, everybody, you know, Gentex. So as much as I dog on Gentex for the way they treated me, mm-hmm. you know, currently now, like they're higher on bonuses. They're giving you a thousand dollars in free stock after a year or something like that. They're also now building a, um, just to help themselves out. Cause they're, pieces of shit but they're, right. they're they're doing a daycare facility yeah on site where you only pay partial and they're going to pay people to because they need employees mm-hmm. um but right like good for that company to finally start setting standards because mm-hmm. like okay so my mom worked for Steelcase, and most people don't know what Steelcase is until you sit in the chairs that we're sitting in until yeah. you're sitting into a computer if you know what office um furniture furniture is there's a chance that it's either fr- it's from Grand Rapids. I mean, Herman uh, Miller, Herman Miller Steel case. Steelcase, right? Like these are the biggest things that you've dealt with. Mm-hmm. So if you have actual, like not your, not your office max, like, Hey, I went and bought a two tables. Like yeah. if you have, if you've been in an office, you have Herman Miller or Steelcase. A real office. Correct. And, uh, but like, man, they used to give bonuses. They used to give stock options. They used to do these things. Well, again, the GM plan on 36th street. Oh dude. If it, you it, got in there, you were, set for life G- right and, and and then now gm's now it's an hour yeah right? like um but you know i just saying we we so i i want to get back to comic-con and know we got yeah. off that a little yeah, bit we'll, we'll get, get back, back to that we, we got off on a tangent no, that's yeah sorry that's what happens you'll, all the time, you'll, yeah. that's very common with their podcast i i've had i've had an awesome time before we get there i want to yeah. so mike had brought something up you know and we've never talked about this on air. Yeah. So let's talk about this on air for a minute. So Mike and I, he was my best friend. Mm-hmm. Still, is, still is. He was my best friend from 95 until well, Mike, he officially is his best friend now, but I might be. Numbered. He was my best friend from 95 till 2001. Yeah. And then my wife set him up with a fucking idiot. Yep. Yeah. And we had, I wouldn't say a falling out. We came to a point where I looked at him and I'm like, I didn't even look at him. We were on the phone. I said, hey, when you're done being a dick, let me know. And he goes, yep, same. Good deal. And we didn't talk again until my aunt was dying Yeah. in 2015. Yeah. So we went from 2001 to 2015 and didn't talk. Still some of my favorite photos. Oh, my God. I loved Nick went shooting with my aunt and it was Chris, one of the greatest days ever. Chris, so you're, you're in law enforcement. Do you, you, you go shooting very often? The every six months with the company okay. gun. So I own a 1911 45 cal. Oh, I love you. Okay. So <laughs> my, my aunt had a, a 380. Yep. And I had a nine mil, a 22, and 
I don't know what the fuck else I had at that point. Yeah, but like, but hey, I know some shotguns and things. He goes shooting at my aunt's house. My aunt is 85 pounds at this point. Soaking wet. Okay, 85 pounds. And I hand her my 1911. Okay. Nick stood behind her like Johnny Bench. You're right. Ready to catch her when this fucking gun knocked her on her ass. And Dawn is taking photos. And you see, okay, so you can see my hand here. This lady's body is bent like this off of the recoil of my 45 cal. And she, I, she, she didn't fall over. I was so proud. You know, she's she got her little hands out here. And, she she, went, um, and uh, the smile on her fucking face. She was so happy. Every, and I said, you can unload the entire mag. I'll load it 10 more times. You know, because back then, I mean, ammo was... 15, yeah, it's the it's 15 bucks for 50 shots but yeah, yeah. Dude, this 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 85 pound lady is literally back at, over at a 45 degree angle off of her recoil and she gets up and she just beaming she's like oh yeah and i was like yeah you should try the 12 gauge shotgun that'll, that'll. this was like five months before she passed it was man so she ends up passing away and and mike sends me a message he goes you know i always loved aunt sue and uh I feel really bad about what happened. Do you want to get together sometime? And I went, yeah, I'd love to. Yeah. So it was around Don's birthday. Yeah. Yeah. And he came up to Grand Rapids and met me and Mikey. And we went to Hopcat. And one of us got cut off because they were so fucking drunk. They couldn't walk oh. to the bathroom. You? <laughs> I had a beer. That happened. Um, and I mean, you know, it, it was it literally like 15 years had never happened. Yeah. And, and it really was, yeah. Well, I, I, I'm that's, right back But that's to, how true friendship is. Isn't it, it really though? is. And, and that's how true friendship is. Like, I got <laughs> friends back in New York. I haven't talked to 20-something years. Yeah. Some I've talked to maybe 10, 15 years ago. But if they call me and say, Chris, I'm coming to Vegas, cool, when we meeting up. And then yep. that first yeah. meetup, and uh, true story. And we'll get back to Nick's comic no, experience, yeah. but true, no, true story. So I'm out here a year or two, and I end up working at a casino, whatnot. And uh, kid I met, just met, became friends with, says, "Hey, my brother knows, my brother knows a Vinny who came from the Bronx." I said, "All right." I says, "It's either one of two names, and tomorrow tell me the name." You know, and he comes back and he tells me one of the names. I said, all right, tell your brother. We're going to meet at a bar, pool hall, whatever it was we went. We'll go out, shoot pool, whatever. I haven't seen this kid since, God, sixth grade, okay? And we, he knew that I was out here through mutual friend. So next night comes, pool hall, you know, we're sitting there. Out of clear blue from the entrance to the doorway, Tribuzio! And I hear it's this kid. <laughs> this kid right off the bat. Now, my mother used to, we were in grade school, my mother used to babysit this kid while my parents were working. So yep. he would come home with us, we would freaking sit down. And it was like we never left. Mm -hmm. How are you? Yeah. How's things? Ba -ba -ba, this and that. I mean, granted, I haven't talked to him now in like maybe four or five years. But, um, but again, if he was to show up, at my place, or somebody says, hey, Vinny says, hello, let's go out to lunch. Let's do it. Yep. And that's true friendship. There's true friendship where you have those that have your back, 
and there's true friendship with those that haven't been around for so long come back and still have you back no matter what no matter as i keep falling back to to nick's uh to nick's analogy of i'm your asshole but it's true it is it's true you know that's you know, there's, there's those type of friendships and those types. He was of talking about a bitty for New York, Dave. What was the first Dave that popped into your head? Vinny Gabbarino. No, I was thinking Vinny Barbarino. Yeah. Oh, Vinny Barbarino. Say, yeah. you know the the. It's not possible. Bob, the motor on that didn't come out. Um, no, like you know. So I, I got I got two Vinnies. I got Vinny Barbarino and I got my cousin Vinny. My cousin Vinny. Yeah. yeah. Say, Vinny Barbarino, though, honestly. So. Chris, how old are you? 47. So, Just turned 47. Which, which is a younger is a than me, older than you, so. though. Yeah. So, no, but I am I am an old soul, guys. Let me tell you something. Same. I grew up, I grew up in the womb listening to the 50s and the 60s music. So doo-wop is my thing. You know, Motown is my thing. Um, so I know, I know about the old stuff i know all about the old movies the searchers you know uh, uh things of that nature movies along those lines so i know my music you know and yeah. you know you talk about vinnie barbarino i know my tv shows too the original right. spider-man with peter the australian guy yeah um, we, you know we know that him. he knows his music because he gets on stage the last night of the the cruise and he sings frank fucking sinatra okay yeah, yeah. If you're a New York yeah. guy, you sing Frank Sinatra. I'm yeah. sorry. And when the worst part is, is like, I don't want to be friends with Chris, but I feel like we could be best friends. So I introduced it, Mike I, to I, Welcome I, Back, Cotter. Yeah. 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 And we would literally. So in 19, <laughs> we would tape it. The end of 1995, it was on Nick at Night all Friday night. Oh, jeez. Yep. Yes, so I would is. tape we would, six fucking hours. And the next yeah. day we would sit there and watch it. Yeah. And then usually while it was taping, we'd go to someplace like the strip club. Right. Actually, yeah. it was making me when, when I when he was talking about like the guy who was working for like you know never called in for fourteen years. Yeah. Yeah. And then died within a year or so. Mm -hmm. um, I thought maybe that's you know maybe that's the reason why those guys go to the strip club is there's nothing left for them at home and that's they need something to do. Well, they they, they they you know what really hurts is you watch a movie like Leaving Las Vegas with Nicolas mm -hmm. Cage. Yeah. And, you know, he leaves his job, leaves his family, goes to Las Vegas, gets drunk for 30 days, falls in love with Elizabeth Shue, but then again, who doesn't fall in love with Elizabeth Shue and Cobra Kai, Karate Kid, Adventures of Babysitting, I'm looking at you guys. But, um... Nick knows you know, what none of then, that is. <laughs> the Karate Kid and Cobra Kai? <laughs> Adventures in Babysitting? Yeah. I haven't seen that. Yeah, so but I've seen Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, so... So, um, I mean, you know... And, and she was, you know, she went to the present or to the future, you know. Yeah, she did. She was there. in the boys. She was in the boys, too. Um, but, uh, she, you know, <laughs> it's one of those things where, you know, that movie, Leaving Las Vegas, really puts depression and really puts alcoholism and, and what the two really shouldn't be doing in the brain really puts it in the forefront um and it really wrecks a person and you know i i hate the fact that we keep coming back to the subject only because it's 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 not a happy one like we've been talking for the last hour and a half um it's just, just keep it's track so, of time yeah it's just so you know prevalent now 
and I think much. COVID may have may have had a hand in it. And I think COVID um, really had a bigger impact on especially our generation. Yeah, like I, I wouldn't like, I wouldn't well, agree with you. That are dealing with it, but I think of my kids. I mean, even before COVID, they were spending a lot of their time on the computer. See, you know, well, see, playing. here's the thing. I think COVID had more of an impact on the extroverts than the introverts. Mm -hmm. And it's because the extroverts are the ones that go out there and make friends, go out there and need that conversation. That's exactly Whereas the introverts and the the introverts are the ones that are much rather text you by phone every three days to see how you're doing. Like for me, you know, like for me, it, it hurt me. Oh, and you guys know how I am. like you know oh. don't have kids like it hurt me. How are your kids doing with like this mm-hmm. virtual school? And, like they're, I mean, they're fine. They're fine. Yeah, that's no big deal. That's you know, and like, I think really, okay, my kids' age, you know, even before yeah. that, they were like getting on computers and playing games with their headphones oh. on and talking to their friends in other parts of the country. And but it's, I did it's, my homework on dust. I did my homework on a TI doing DOS, 10 print, my name is, 20 print, Chris Trebuzio, 30 run. And that's how I did my homework, (laughs) you know, because that's what my parents did. That's why my parents cemented it. And I get it now. The kids don't know. We actually talked about this on an episode of Mickey's Marvels. Kids don't know anything about what, if I mention the word Compton, outside of the city of California, no one knows what it is. If I mention the word Britannica, yeah. no one knows. If I say Encarta '98, nobody knows. None of the kids know what they what they are missing out on. Whereas we, as kids, went outside and played. Oh. These kids, these That's, kids sit yeah. on a computer, and that makes yeah. and society makes them a lot more introverted. It was literally like yeah, from like dusk till dawn. Mm-hmm. As long as you know you came in for lunch, you can't say Don. You can't what? say Don. Maybe you were different, but I tell you what, mine wasn't Don. Mine was when the streetlights got home. Yeah. yeah. It, once the streetlights yeah. came on, you had X amount of minutes to get home. Otherwise, you're. That's what I said. I meant urban dawn to dusk, basically. Yeah. yeah. Say, right. But, or sorry, dusk. But you're like, yeah, yeah, dusk. You can't say dusk right. because it was we we live by the streetlights. Now mm-hmm. I live in Jenison, which is no streetlights anywhere. But well, like, I live by streetlights. I live by streetlights and a whistle. Right, so, like, no, your mom, your mom was. did the, the two fingers yeah. too. Oh yeah. Oh fuck, oh, yeah. we heard it. Five it was, it was like you know, yeah. you didn't even go home. Like if you hurt yourself, unless you were like a bone was sticking out. Damn of right, mind. like that was. I, I I've said it before. I I'm at home. Yep, I'm a baseball fan. I'm I'm eight we, years old. Yeah, and WGN Cubs come on, so I watch Harry for three innings. One o'clock, two o'clock. Yep. And then Harry goes over to the radio side for yep. four, five, and six. Yep. So I go outside for four, five, and six, and I sit there throwing off the pitch back. And then in the seventh inning, Harry's back on TV, so I go back inside. And I watch Harry for the last three innings. And yep. then that gets done, and I go outside, and I'm off the pitch back for like eight yep. more hours. And then I go to sleep with Ernie Harwell in my ear because yep. I'm also a Tiger fan. Oh, God, yes. And I want to hear Ernie – until I go to sleep. I say I I grew up. It's funny because I grew up with my grandparents. Yeah, younger than your mom or older. Excuse me, older than your mom. But like, you know, at, my mom will tell you like she replaced a garage door because of how often 
We didn't have a. You would sit there and throw shit. hundred percent, right? Yeah, like, I had it too. Yeah, I'm hitting because my mom had the squares on the on the yep. on the garage door, and I'm like, I'm hitting that square. That's what I'm doing. Yeah. But like my buddy Joey, who we actually reconnected a couple of weeks ago, because I slid around a corner. He, I seen him, and I'm waving, and I'm like, no shit. I was like, hey, you're doing countertops. I was like, hey, I I do real estate. Like I always need countertops, and so, um, but it was. You know, it's that that's how you live life. It's, oh, it, dude, whoever whoever's outside throwing a baseball, hey, can we make a triangle? Yeah. You yeah. know, so it was me, Joey, and Kathleen Chase, which um, but like we would do we would do a triangle and we're just throwing a ball back and forth all day, every day, right? And then Jacob would come over once in a while and but dude, it, it we didn't have to be best friends, and so like we all, got all, good at throwing because we constantly threw off a fucking wall. Oh my god, yes, mm-hmm. and like so, and then it'd be, okay, it'd be me, my brother, Joey, versus the three Hudson boys who live yeah. two houses down, which I bowl with their dad now, and then her shows up. Yeah. And, but, like, Randy Randy and I, hey, man, how's your mom? I was like, dude, you live two houses from her. She's, she, you know, but, like, no, like, it's just, that's how it was, right? Yeah. You, you went outside, you played. And the, the problem was, is okay, my mom had an abusive boyfriend. If you didn't go outside and play, you got your ass beat, right? You can either sit in here and get your ass beat, or you can go outside and play and not get your ass beat, right? Yep. You I know, remember playing lawn darts before they were banned. Lawn darts, yeah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, but, right, like, I, you know, and, and growing up with my grandparents, right, you, you, that's what we would do. We, and David and I knows, like, I like the Cubs, not yeah. as much as David. Like, I'm more of a Tigers fan than I am. A Cubs fan, you're more of a Cubs fan than you are a Tigers fan. But WGN every day, hundred percent, right? Because my grandparents would watch yeah. the Cubs, and my grandfather and I, we umpired together. We, yeah, yeah. My grandfather and I, he—that's why he's my dad, right? Like, yeah, he is my best friend. We did so much together. We, he taught me so many things. Granted, he also taught me not to buy a hundred foot of electrical wire because we could buy an extension cord and cut it in half. Um, it's it's a story you don't I would be there for. Right? I would be a bigger Tiger fan. Yeah, if they were on TV every day, and they weren't though. They weren't. The Cubs were right, and, and every day, and so and before they got the lights, yeah, which was huge. Um, and so you know, and then yeah, I remember I'm like six, seven years old, and at that point I'm watching like Alice and Welcome Back Cotter at night, and mm-hmm. the Cubs would come on, and I'd be pissed off. You know who we both agree upon? And then, like two or three years later, I just want to watch the Cubs. What? You know who we both agree upon not caring that they were on TV? Yeah, the fucking Yankees. Yeah, fuck, fuck the them. Yankees. Fuck the Yankees. Sorry, Chris. <laughs> fuck them. I'm sorry. I had a little bit of static in my head. Did you say something? I'm sorry. So, so we're on the we're on the cruise. We're on the cruise, and Chris has a Chris has a Yankees hat on. He's got a Yankee shirt on. And I'm like, you know what? Like, it's fine. I'm going to get over this guy. I, you know, your pants don't say Yankees. And I look down. He's got fucking Yankee sandals on. And I'm like, Chris, man, like, I I can't do this. Like, we, we can't be best friends because how much you like the Yankees. But I will give you I will give you so much credit because Aaron Judge is a beast of a person. He is built like a baseball player yeah. that is the person that you build on a video game just mm-hmm. to cheat the system. Well, Aaron there's, Judge. There's things, yeah, Aaron Judge. But let's let's face it. There's many people in many sports yeah. that make the sport really truth and honest. And whether yep. you're a Yankee fan or not, the name Derek Jeter pops up yeah. more times. Than He's from that. Kalamazoo. Michigan. Yeah, okay. So, so he is the purebred sports icon. 
you know, and he did, it wasn't for the money. He hid, he kept his money. He herded it and he didn't go out, blow it. He bought a baseball team with it. Why? Because for the sport he loves, that's what he did with his money. That's, you know, and that's a God's honest truth. Yep. And that's a true, that is a true sportsman. That's exactly it. And and you look at all these other sports now, you know, um, even badminton or lawn darts, as Mike likes to make fun of it. You know, everybody, everybody changes teams. Like they change their underwear every day because they're they're chasing the money. There is no love of the game anymore. Yep. Well, I, I, I would be only true. I'll tell you, honestly, uh, to interject, I'm sorry. No, you're fine. To interject. The only true game that really pays what they pay, what they should pay, is the NFL. Is what? Is the NFL. No, no. They Hold on. Only reason being is because in 18 games, you can lose your life. Yes. I I agree, but, like, their linemen are making $450,000. I mean, right? Like it's, but, but, but it doesn't matter, though. But here's the thing, and I, I say it doesn't matter, and I'm wrong. The, the, the terminology I'm using is wrong, but for what they make, they can lose their life at any time. It's a physical sport. Yep. Concussions, anything wrong with the body can go wrong. And yeah. will and go they, wrong. And, and will go wrong. There you see. I, mean, you know, I, I was watching the game uh, when Mike Cutley broke his neck. Yep. And, Look and, at and, Joe Theismann. Joe Theismann oh, was the I same know. way. Broke his leg. Yep. I right. will say Troy Aikman concussions, love him or hate him concussions, you know, and, and that's just what it is. I will say, okay, so I'm a soccer fan. I, you know, and most of the, I, Pele so, died today. I, that's why I was going to give a big shout 82. out. Pele. Hey, honestly, Pele, like the guy who, who changed the entire soccer world back in the day. Right. Like, yeah. um, you know, and I wasn't around to watch that type of stuff, but like, you know, and the the Cristiano Ronaldo thing that yeah. came out, but like, and then really, you you just, I loved Mbappe, like, and what he did. Uh, you get a hat trick and you still lose, like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. But you know what I will say is, um, you know, I don't want to be a Wrexham fan because it's owned by Ryan Reynolds and the guy. It's funny because nobody knows his name. Everybody does, but it's from uh. Always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Um, Charlie Day? No. Um, no, it's um, Andy DeVito. Uh, Those are the who I know. It's what? Rob McElhenney? Yeah, exactly. Right. So, yeah. the, those, but like they're, they're famous again because of this. And I'm, I'm now, I watched all of it and I binged watched the shit up because I loved it. Um, and I could be a Wrexham fan, but I, I'm realizing like those guys make $45,000 a year, but they're driving BMWs over in fucking Europe and it blows my mind. But, um, but it's even soccer's corrupted, Nick. A hundred percent. They had that, they had that so. FIFA thing. Yeah. They had the FIFA thing, what, seven, eight years ago? Oh, and yesterday I mean, and the day before. Right. <laughs> I mean, but, yes. I, but even FIFA's, even soccer's corrupted. There is no truth or loyalty in sports you, anymore. You, you don't think NFL's so corrupted? Sad. No, they're all corrupted. I mean, I, I really truly think the NFL is corrupted as a Lions fan. How many how many rules and well that, I'm sorry. How many rules have changed? <laughs> I am it's, too. It's, it's the Kelvin Johnson 
It's the non-catch. The non-catch catch. And they change a fucking rule because of this, right? Like how many times you have have to make a football move for it to be a catch? Get the fuck out of here. Hang on. Let me go. How many how many times have 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 we watched Super Bowls even? And sorry, I gotta use the correct term. The big game. Yeah. Yeah. A blatant call was missed. Right? A blatant call was missed. Automatically the refs on the take. Yeah, I, I just I gotta go to something Nick just said. The immaculate reception happened, what was it, 50 years ago the other day? 50 years ago, yep. And Nick just referred to it as the immaculate conception. You say, right? But like that's what it is. It's literally or it could be the immaculate perception, depending on how you look at it. Could be no pun intended. Uh no, you know, so I yeah, and I mean it said, yeah, probably if that exact play were to happen now because of all the replays. It would probably be an incomplete. Oh my god! Oh, totally. Fuck replays. Or it okay. might be one of those that because if they called it a reception on the field, they may not have had enough to overturn. I think the NFL did okay with what they're doing, but yeah. if baseball turns into this, a batter can fucking put his hat hand on top of his helmet to to say that he wants to call a ball or a strike. I will never watch another baseball game. I'm gonna tell you right now. In life, there are a couple of things I fucking hate about new baseball, baseball rules. No, fuck. Um, off. this replay. Is one of them. I, yeah, I'm not the a extra huge fan innings of replay. is bullshit. The extra innings is bullshit. That's wait, bullshit. Wait, 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 start wait, with wait, a runner on second. So, yeah, yeah, starting on second. Oh, this is start, I mean, they're turning the softball. shift. Yeah. yeah. They banned oh, the yeah, shift. Yeah, banning that's the, the shift. Getting rid of pitchers. years and years of how people hit, and we've done our thing, and you're going to say, hey, you can't think the way you do? Fuck you. This guy can only pull the ball down the the third base line, and so we can't put three people on that side of the field. Fuck you. Save that for baseball. All right, let's 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 not get. We're going to talk baseball in like February. You need to join us, I think. Please do. And actually, I'll, I'm going to watch, I'm gonna watch a, a series yeah, of we're Star gonna, Trek just to make sure you're on. Um, no, he said he'll go on until we watch it all. Let's go. Um, yeah, so let's let's get to let's get to the Comic Con. So I've enjoyed myself with Comic Con. Did you? Okay. But here's what I want to know. It's been a tiny comic. I've been to two Comic Cons. We're actually David sent me the dates and I forgot for them. You. You're gonna send them again. Yeah, I will. Um, and you're gonna let me know when you get your tickets. My brother and I will buy tickets, so that's a guarantee. So yeah, I'm gonna see uh, what days people are gonna be there. But I don't. So like, just let me know when they go on sale. I will buy them. Yeah, for the they're on sale right now. Really? I'll, I'll buy Saturdays then, guaranteed. Okay. Yeah, they're on sale right now. Okay, I'll tell my brother to get the day off. Um, because you're gonna go for the people. We're gonna go for the people watching. Right. Because my brother's never been. I've never been, and we want to just guarantee. It's it's yeah. ten times better than so, that happens. So let's let's start with let's yeah. start with the smallest talker, who's gonna be mm-hmm. the biggest talker now, Mike. All right, this is a question for the three of you. What is your favorite part of a con? Oh wow. Huh. Oh wow! Yeah, you're welcome. Hold on, hold on. I gotta get my podcast. notepad out. Yeah, I gotta get my go. notepad. Me out. As an attendee right or somebody that's helping. What's your favorite part of Comic Con? So I, I have two. I have two hands. Mike goes first. Go, Mike. I mean, mine's pretty easy, and I think Dave will guess it right See? off. The that's bat. why. It's basically it's being able to muppet. Oh no shit! I've never yeah. seen you in your muppet outfit at a con. Uh, he I've only been. I've only done it. No, it's the problem. So I'm so excited. If, for this. Depending on if I come up for when you guys are in Byron, I'll bring Waldorf or so. Oh, I'll Taylor. totally wear that. Okay. So now, 
Uh, Chris said he has to get his notepad. He's literally writing. Look at this. He is. So David, I will say, as as a five hundred first member, yes, I love running around in my Tuscan. I really do. Okay, but as an attendee, I, like my daughter, I love meeting celebrities and getting pictures and autographs and stuff. I mean, I just I have a blast doing that. So I, I think the problem I have Chris, is I've really only also gone to the small ones, so I've yeah. never had the opportunity to go to like. The Chicago one, like the C2 so, or whatever, and meet and, like and, celebrities. And people, like I, yeah. I'm, I'm gonna uh, ask I, this. I got Hold to, on, real quick. I got to get a picture with Sergeant Slaughter giving me the uh, which was huge. Clutch. Yes, I was gonna ask that. I'm gonna. I, so, Mike, you got a picture with Slaughter. He gave you the Cobra Clutch. How great was that? That was really awesome. That's what I. I he could have choked me out in two fucking seconds. So people, yeah. people were asking me, hey, like your con stuff and i was like sergeant slaughter was here last year granted i i didn't go up and get the photo and all that like i i ran into people i knew who were like i didn't know they were nerds and and they're not but like he's like dude sergeant slaughter's here i got my fucking bobblehead and i got this and i was like that's awesome like and so i'm sitting here going i watched sergeant slaughter like this was a huge thing i took i will say real quick like you said hey your daughter likes to get autographs just as much as you do it's probably because she sees the passion in your eyes. When oh, you absolutely. Like when you get these autographs, you're just so excited because you have more autographs in your house of people yeah. I don't know than I have baseball people in yeah. my shelf that people don't well, know. Well, I have sports people. I have actors. Yeah. Yeah. So when we got Slaughter, I took the picture that he had Mike in the Cobra Clutch and the picture that he had me in the Cobra Clutch, and I got both of them signed. And Slaughter writes on, I think both of them he wrote, I want a I rematch. Agree. Yep. Which was cool as shit. And I mean, my just, like, yeah, like, you know, going up with the, like Guy Gilchrist and doing with in our in yeah. our. Oh, you mean he didn't write Yo Joe? He he did on the GI Joe one. I got because I got yeah. a GI Joe picture too. Yeah. So now, all right, Chris, let's hear yes, it. Sir. What's your favorite part of a con? <clears throat> okay, <laughs> starting from. Okay, so let me preface this again. Again, I am a Star Trek fan, so I've been going to Star Trek conventions since 2010. Uh, I've missed one convention from Star Trek, and that was the 50th anniversary. So, but here's what I can say. First and foremost, the family that's there. If you go to a convention, say Rhode Island, say say conventions in Michigan, you go to the same one every year, you see the same people, or you meet others. And those people become family, and this becomes a family reunion every year. As of late, that's how I that's how I felt. Uh, secondly, it's the fans, like uh, you guys, you know, uh, uh, people watching across the way, costumes, things of that nature. Third is going to be the celebrity, and reason why is because some celebrities will make the con, or in my case, will make the con. Others won't. Mm-hmm. And some new ones will come to the con. So there's more autographs and more conversations. And this goes back to what I said earlier, by treating people because they put their pants on one leg at a time. These people are people too. You know, there's the old sketch from SNL where Shatner is up on a stage and you got Kevin Nealon and Dave Carney, or Dana Carvey and Rob Schneider. And they're like, in season four, episode five, you did this with your right hand. What happened to your left one? And Shatner says, "What? Get a life," which sparked <laughs> a docu, which sparked a documentary. Get a life. 
which is available on streaming service. You'll have to check it out. And I think that's the one where I have my 15 second debut at seven and a half minutes in. You see the back of my head as I walk down the hallway. That being said, we have a fucking um, celebrity and then some on here. <laughs> here, wait, hold on. Let me let me let me reenact it. Hold on. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen that exactly, before. That's exactly <laughs> it. So so uh so I, I think the celebrity, it's the interaction that you have. That celebrity means so much to you because that's a uh, true story. Star Trek Deep Space Nine, there's an episode where uh two characters are at odds because they cannot speak to each other and um language differences language differences language differences and there's a podcast called the trek geeks bill and dan what's up uh (laughs) if you haven't listened to them you need to they are the ultimate podcast uh in in star trek i hands down can i Um, listen to like three episodes of that instead of watching an entire season no you cannot sorry i'm sorry i I tried getting out of it um but uh one of the co-hosts dan davidson uh was on the verge of suicide to the point where the hammer was cocked and watched that episode uh with uh, the two characters i can't think of the you said dan so dan davidson and bill smith are the hosts of trekkies and um he and he talks about it publicly on the show um he, there's an episode that's dedicated to it too um but he literally had the gun barrel to his mouth hammer cocked watched that episode and that episode saved his life and he was able to thank both actors of that episode and that is to me that is what a celebrity is that celebrity though they may not have the interaction with you but the presence and what the essence of the time that it was that the episode came on really honestly puts that memory ingrained in your head and that meaning of a celebrity is what really counts um the celebrities are like people too man you can have your conversations with them yeah they're 10 15 minutes yeah you may see them in the hall you say hello but it's that interaction and and that's something that can never be forgotten you know they say it's a picture a picture is great or an autograph is great but it's really the thought and the interaction and and that like I, so I'm really excited because Jay Muse is coming. Yeah, and, and, and astronomicon. Yep, dude, it like Kevin's coming. Too, I might yeah, want to so Kevin Smith's coming. So the amount of the amount you guys have talked about how much they care about their fans. Mm-hmm. So I'm in the back of a bowling alley, 15 years old, and I'm watching every Jay and Silent Bob thing that they have ever put out. Like. And I have a VC. So it's funny. We had a little TV in the back of the bowling alley. I'm in a box that's, you know, two foot by two foot. Like back then I could fit in there. Um, and I'm sitting here watching this and then, hey, ball return. But like I'd pause it. And this is VHS, right? And so I'm watching everything they put out. And because I thought they were the most hilarious people. Like, and the way you guys talk about them and they're like they're 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 supposed to be there for an hour two hours and they make it six hours because they want to shake every fan's hand they want to interact with these people so i'm gonna tell this story this is huge so fan expo bought out wizard world for anybody that doesn't Mm -hmm. know and in august of last year late july early august um fan expo chicago happened 
and Caitlin really wanted to get an autograph and a picture with Kevin Smith. She loves Kevin Smith, not necessarily for clerks or anything, but because he is huge in, into comics and what? The sign on the back of the thing said, Animals of Hollywood, you dumb fuck. Like, that's why I love Kevin Smith. So, right? Like, he he directed episodes of The Flash, which she loves. And did he really? He, he did. And oh. the comics. So she's like, there's Dad, a lot I of really. Like, I, there are so many things he's directed that I'm like, there's... oh my God, I didn't realize mm-hmm. he directed. She's like, Dad, I really want this. I'm like, all right, that's great. I'll buy the photo op and the autograph for Kevin and Jay, and we'll go. So and and I mean for me if she wants something I'm I'm gung ho. Mm-hmm. So we go down and there were three people we were going to see. We were going to see Anthony Daniels who was C3PO. We were going to see Carl Weathers who is Grief Karga and also Apollo Creed. Okay. Wait, More importantly, so C3PO Apollo was a person. Yeah. C3PO was a person. A skinny little person. And and mind you Caitlin goes, "I really loved you in Mandalorian to to Carl Weathers." And I said, Apollo Creed is one of my favorite characters of all time because I fucking love Apollo Creed. (laughs) Yeah. Predator was another one. Oh, yeah. yeah. So we get a photo with Carl. We get a photo with Anthony. And after the photo with Anthony, they're like, hey, you get to get your Jay and and Silent Bob photo op. Yep. So we get into line and we don't move for an hour. We just don't fucking move. And Caitlin and I are looking at each other like, what in the hell is going on? We figured it out. So by the time we get up to the front, like an hour and 45 minutes later, we learned that when you walk in there, Kevin has to hug you for a solid 30 seconds. That's awesome. So he hugs me for 30 seconds. He hugs Caitlin for 30 seconds. We go give a fist pump to Jay. We get the picture. Picture's done. Kevin now has to hug you for a solid 30 seconds. It's huge. So he hugs Caitlin for 30 seconds. He hugs me for 30 seconds. We get out. And I'm like, well, that took a long ass time. And she goes, yeah, but it was totally worth it. I'm like, totally. Absolutely. So we go to get in line for the autograph. It's like four o'clock. They don't know where to put you in line. So you're just kind of standing in the middle of fucking nowhere. We didn't get the autograph until 45 minutes after the con closed, which was seven o'clock. We got it at 745. So literally, we were in line for three hours and 45 minutes. We get into, get the autograph from Jay, and, and she had brought two of her Jesse Quick pins. So she gives one to Jay. He's real excited about it, puts it on immediately. She's thrilled. He signs the picture. We get in the back of Kevin's line, because, you know, they're only letting about six people in at a time. Fine. Yep. And uh, we walk up to Kevin, and she gives him a pin. And he's all excited. He has to know all about it. So she tells him. And he goes, all right, do you want me to make this out to you? And she's like, nah, it's all right. And he goes, come on. i happy to make it out to you. And she's like, nah, it's all right. And he goes, so you have a really hard name, right? It's like 13, 14 letters long. And she's like, no, it's Caitlin. I said, yeah, it's seven letters. He goes, all right, give it to me. So we spell it K-A-T-L-Y-N-N. And he goes, all right, do it with me. And he just starts writing, K-A-T-E-L-Y-N. And he goes, see, it was easy. And I went, yep. You added a letter and you missed one. And he goes, what? I'm like, yep, you fucked it up. And he goes, 
motherfucker. And he looks at the guy next to him, you know, his agent or handler or whatever. And the guy looks at him and goes, you asked for it. It's your fucking fault. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He goes, it's... he goes, I can fix it. So he signs it. Love Kevin Smith. I'm sorry. I added an E and missed an N. <laughs> I love you, Kevin Smith. So she has the greatest fucking story ever. Yeah. And he has a lifelong, she will never forget that for the rest of her life. There's actually two stories involved in that. Yeah. There's two stories involved in that. There's one, the story of the store closes, but the store doesn't close because there are those celebrities that will leave it open because everybody will get their damn turn. Yep. And then there's the experience. And that is why it depends on the con Mm -hmm. that you're going to. Because you do have like Reed Pop that does SDCC and New York Comic Con and now Star Trek Comic Con. Um, They just just entered the arena and they screwed everybody over this year. Well, that's for another discussion for another time. Um, But... You have the ones that read pop. You have creation entertainment. You have, uh, you have the cruise lines. You have all these different Wizard World or Fan Expo. You know, you drive yourself on the experience, and how the staff handles the experience mm-hmm. from the time you walk into the first panel to the time you walk out that day, looking forward to the second panel. And that's only one third of the con. The other two have to do with the celebrity and, you know, the fans and the family itself too. Um, But your daughter walks away with an experience that she'll never forget. Absolutely. And a lot of people, a lot of celebrities will ask, do you want me to make this out to you? Because why? Because they're going to go ahead. Some people will have them sign, you know, sign a piece of paper without their name on it, go on eBay and make money. Yep. Right. So if they make it personal, they can't sell it on eBay. Yep. Right. Unless That's the person's why. name is spelled the exact same. Exactly. Well, I, I have I have a list of people that if I'm at a con and they're there, I will see, I don't give a shit. I will see them no matter what. Mm-hmm. Henry Winkler. Henry Winkler is one of them. I would absolutely love, because I, I really like I'm a I'm a fanboy, right? Yeah, like just great. I like. I would love I would love to see Tara Strong. That is my. That's one that of the ones my on my ultimate. list. I need. That's her. one of the ones on my list. Next, sitting here going, I don't know who the fuck that is. Harley Quinn from the Batman the Animated Series. She's also uh, she was Batgirl in the Killing Joke. Yes. So just to talk nerdy shit. Yep. I I bought a Killing Joke picture. That Mark had signed. As you say, just to talk nerdy shit, Nick gets yeah. up, walks away. <laughs> exactly. So I I had bought, you know, the killing joke poster. It it's an eight by ten, but Mark had signed it. And he yeah. signed it in a green pink pen. Yeah. Pink pen. Paint pen. I saw Kevin like six months after I bought it and I had him sign it in blue. Oh, I got a question for you after the story. Go ahead. Sure. The only one I need on it now is Tara. Yeah. And she was supposed to do Motor City, I want to say 2019, and she ended up having to cancel because she was sick. Mm. So I I got to catch her so I can get that one on there. What's your question, Chris? 
Kevin Conroy. Yes. We are all old enough to yep. know Batman the animated series. Some would say he is the best Batman of all the Batmans. Your thoughts on uh, hearing the news that he died? Uh, so I was at, it was Friday at Grand Rapids Comic Con. And one of the guys in the garrison goes, oh my God, Kevin Conroy just passed away. And I went, you're kidding. And he goes, no. So I went and looked it up and he had had cancer. It was a very short battle. And mm -hmm. I, I'm of the firm emotion that, you know, Adam West, Michael Keaton, Christian Bale, they're all great. But Kevin Conroy is the Batman. I agree. You also go with Mark Hamill being the Joker. Mark Hamill is the Joker. Well, here's where I sit on the whole Batman debacle. Mm -hmm. If you if you don't mind, sure, um, go ahead. here's where I sit on the whole Batman debacle, and I think this is true for almost any movie. But the director sees how the character should be played. So Jack Nicholson was the best Joker for Tim Burton's Batman. Mm -hmm. oh, Heath yeah. Ledger was the best Joker for uh, uh, Chris Nolan's Batman. Nolan. Mm -hmm. Chris Nolan's Batman. And Mark Hamill, the same for Andrea Romano's Batman, right? Mm -hmm. So, I mean, I, I think, you know, people say, well, who's the best Batman? Who's the best this, whatever? It, you know, it's how the director sees it is the best for that film. But overall, I think you're right, Dave. I really do. Um, yeah, Kevin Conroy, to me, was the Batman because all you needed was his voice. And even when he did his stint on the Arrowverse, when they did the yeah. with you know, it, did, it may not have looked like the Batman we thought it was, but when we saw Kevin Conroy's face and we heard the voice, we all went apeshit. We well, all went apeshit, 100%. The, the best part about Conroy is he's the first actor to ever have a different voice for Bruce Wayne than yeah. he had for the Batman. Sure. And... It made it literally made it two different characters. Mm -hmm. And for me, that was it was literally game changing because I mean, you know, being a kid that was born in 77 and watching cartoons, you know, turn into real life movies, everything was always the same. I mean, you know, uh, Superman always had the same voice, whether he was Superman or whether it was Clark Kent. Batman 66. Correct. Always yeah. the same voice. And then mm -hmm. Conroy comes in in the, the mid-90s, and, you know, as Batman, he has this very high-pitched, good guy voice. And then all of a sudden, you know, for Bruce, he turns into Batman, and, and he's menacing, and he's scary, and mm -hmm. he was everything I needed Batman to be. Same thing that Mark had, like, like Michael yeah. said. Well, you know, same thing for Mark Hamill and the Joker. You needed that maniacal... Uh, that that somewhat maniacal tone, and you well, know, with him, he could do it all the time because he was right. not Joker, right? Yep. But he set the tone. Yeah, you know, he set the tone for it. A lot of these guys, like yeah. Troy Baker, and uh, you know, uh, uh, some other actors who have played the Joker in the in the animated series or in the video games, even they model themselves after. Uh, Mark Hamill and Kevin Conroy because they were the OGs. You know, you had uh, how many people did voice acting for Batman after the animated series? Uh, I can't think. I had a name in my head, but it dropped. Dieter we're talking Bader. just about like different 
you know, jokers and right. You know, well, that's what I'm saying. Troy Baker was Troy Baker was a name that played the Joker. I think he played him in the Killing Joke. Um, no, that was Hamill. That was Hamill. 2019, New Year's Eve, we visit his cousin in Illinois. Yeah, and her ki- stepkids, right? They're his. Uh, no, they're they're hers. It's her, her kids. Son. Okay. Love the Joker. All about um, Joaquin Phoenix and oh yeah, in the Joker. And the Joker, yeah, and you know, and 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 that's when I still and, haven't and seen. They hated it, you know, because mm-hmm. you know they're talking it up, you know, as you know, performances Joker. But I mean, mm-hmm. it's not a good story as like a Joker or even Batman origin story. But I looked at it being having a psychology degree as basically kind of a guy with a mental illness, really like not getting support and falling into really becoming. An outcast. And well, it, it's, yeah. it was a and, great and was story from that right. perspective. It and, was a great Michael, story. He just was, wasn't the Joker. Right. It was a great story. And Michael's right because 97% of the audience actually agreed with it. It was mental yeah. illness. Yeah. Is what the Joker was suffering from. Yeah. And, and I think that's where they portrayed it. So, Nick, my question to you, sir. I am the guest, but I have now switched the tables. <laughs> so, my question to you is this. So if this was your first ever Comic Con, or have you been to one before? Second, second Comic Con. So and it's the same, same one, same, one. same yep. one. Looking at it as a second, wanting to go to a third, what do you think needs to change, if anything? What would you like to see more of? What would you like to see less? It's mm, a great question. All right, so for the Grand Rapids one. We apparently in Grand Rapids have a huge following of Japanese anime. Anime. Um, I'm I'm so far away from that, right? Um, and what I what I think needs to change is more of the Marvel, more of the superhero, more of the fun aspect of that stuff um over by the 501st and mandalorian area it's kind of so all right we have 10 aisles of just packed right and then you get to this open area and it's it's just not drawing in what it should right um you know the there's a star trek little spot that one guy dresses up as him he looks like the guy from he really does he looks like the guy from star trek it's great and you can see but like these people aren't drawn into this aspect of things. Um, it's a lot of anime stuff that I don't understand. So I do I wish that there was more of the Comic-Con. Um, also, like the people around here, so things I think I could do better. Um, on my list, I'm not going to lie to you, so David and I are going to talk up air. Um, we need to buy a con, right? David and I need to... Totally down. Just, just like, because I, personally, I feel like I could market the shit out of this so much better and, and bring in people that are going to do some great things and um david understands all of this i understand a marketing aspect of what you know what should happen because i'm a, i'm an average person right like again when my non when my non-nerd friends are willing to pay 45 dollars just to come get an autograph like plus the autograph fee or whatever it is like that's when you've brought in the right people above the people that are just going to guarantee to come so I, um, I, I'm going to interrupt go you for a second here. So, Chris, our our Grand Rapids Comic Con, yeah, 
the big draws this year were they had uh five or six Jasons from Friday the 13th. Okay. They had a reunion of the X-Men animated series from the 90s. Okay. They had like six or seven of those. Mm-hmm. Um they had some anime people and some YouTube guests. Mm-hmm. Um they had Victoria Price, the daughter of Vincent Price. Right. They had the original voice actors of Bambi and Thumper. And this and this is Fan Expo, yeah? No, this is Grand Rapids Comic. Grand Rapids. Okay. This is this is a so, no, this is a nobody. I don't know. I mean, as a it's person, a, it's the second biggest con in Michigan, but it's it's still run like a a tiny con. Sounds to so, me like they sounds to me like they don't know the demographic. That, Part of it is the owner is a nice guy, mm-hmm. but he gets things that he thinks is awesome. Again, not knowing the demographic, though. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. So he he tied up resources for 14 guests in literally two fandoms, Friday the right. 13th and X-Men the Animated Series. Because X-Men, really? those Wait, people, X-Men? the Animated Series. Oh, yeah. I say, yeah, so these people like, haven't Jack done other and, things. Yeah. I will but. tell you, okay, so the animated aspect, because, because like, right, like, I didn't see Professor Xavier, which is something I would know. Like, I didn't see these. Mm-hmm. But you're thinking Patrick Stewart. Right, like, I'm thinking. Yeah. So, so, like, Wolverine was there, but it's not Hugh Jackman, it's Kel Dodd, which, yeah. for me, is cool, because I love the 90s X-Men cartoon. Sure. But my daughter didn't give a shit. Right. I mean, she didn't care. And honestly, I seen a really young crowd there. Like we were yeah, they're, they're fairly young. We the were, twins were one of the most popular celebrities there, which is surprising because I've never heard of them until the con. And, and they've been there like three, four years in a row. But really, but again, you look at this and you tie up 14 guests in yeah. two fandoms that yeah. they haven't branched out and done other things. So right. all right, so I went Saturday. All right, mm-hmm. So I think the year before I must have went on a Friday or a Sunday. And then I went on a Saturday this year. Being an extrovert mm-hmm. like you, son of a bitch, the amount of people that were at this place. And then I brought because I, I went home so excited after Saturday. And I was like, hey, I'm my daughter's gonna go back with me. I want my wife to go. Mm-hmm. There was nobody. Yeah, Sunday. Like, not right? not very popular. You weren't there Sunday, but like I wasn't. I would say, like I'm not trying to be that guy, but like I'd say a third of the people. Like I yeah. could, I, I could literally run around, right? Like mm. I, and, and this Saturday was assholes to elbows, fun, exciting people mm. looking at stuff. This was a very awesome event. Um, you talk about and you talk about marketing. And this right. is where the marketing comes in. That's exactly this it. is where the big star the big stars come in late Friday. Yep. So they'll do it a panel on Friday. They'll Thank do you. Autograph. Thank you. Right. They'll Get do an you autograph and signing yep. session the next day. Yep. And maybe stay half the day for Sunday because maybe. Sundays normally the convention slows down, people go. But yep. where they get their tickets and where they get their money is Friday and Saturday. But but yep. think about it. Okay, so Friday was I, it was fairly dead. So Fridays are dead, like in in a sense. Okay, so if you get somebody, okay, so if I'm charging, okay, let's I think just it's different in numbers, numbers than it is in the if, piece, the if I'm doing market comic cons. If I'm doing thirty five dollars, fifty dollars, and thirty five dollars for tickets, mm-hmm. if I get some, okay, so now if I get somebody to come in late Friday, let's say the con closes at ten. If I get somebody to come in at seven, eight o'clock and the con opens early, 
if I get you to pay full price to only be there for three hours, holy shit, I've made double my money because people are leaving. And you, um, you can do that at big cons. Yeah. But I'm saying, like, you could do that at cons. Like, you just have to want it, right? Um, but my, my biggest issue with the way Grand Rapids is run is he's looking at, so, like, he brought in uh, the guy that played David Putty. He was the tick. I can't, I can never remember. Roger Warburton. Warburton. Roger Warburton. Yeah. So, he brought him in the year before COVID. And this was going to be I actually went there in costume. This was going to be the big guest. Because that's when the tick was going to go live, I think. Yeah, and and he thought it was going to get him Nancy Cartwright. Sure. So So, he brings Warburton in. He paid like $30,000 for him as a guarantee. Chum change. And the guy didn't sell tickets. I mean, most people that met him just went up to him and shook his hand and walked away. Because he allows that. Mm -hmm. Now... I'm all for meeting the people, but you have to pay to meet them. I mean, that's that's charging to have them there. So here's here's my so, thing is is I assume that. Okay, so my brother, my brother is a David version of mm-hmm. a different realm. Okay. So like you're into you're into what everybody would know. Yeah. My brother is into this anime. He's into Pokemon. He's in. Yep. So, the, the, okay, the lady from Pokemon was there. Yep. That, that voice is Ash and Pikachu or whatever, right? And I found her on TikTok the day later. But, like, she seems really cool because I found her on TikTok. And I'm yep. like, man, she's running around like, hey, blah, blah, blah like, nice costume. Mm-hmm. Um, but, like, I would assume you have to pay just to meet these people. You don't have to, apparently. It, it no. really depends on the con. There are some that right. you have to. Grand Rapids, you don't have to. You, you really don't. So, so, I'm so saying, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. No, no, no I'm not, you're I'm not saying you have to charge for this, right? But, like, if you don't have to charge for it, make it known that, okay, so my brother, he, every goddamn year, I love my brother to pieces, okay? But he is an introvert beyond introverts yep. of introverts, okay? Like, to the, to you, the point that when we've seen him at his job, he won't say hi to us. Right. Like, Hey, 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 I'm David. Yeah, I know, I know who you are. Cool, cool. Like, right, like my brother, like, and but like, damn, he's so fucking excited about this lady. He's like, oh, she does that, she does this. And he's like, I got 14 DVDs with her in it. And, you know, like, I should get her to sign all of them. And I'm like, fuck yeah, dude, let's do this. And he's like, yeah. no, I'm like, cool. Next tomorrow, which is why we went the next day, I was like, dude, get her to sign this stuff. And I was like, you bring the DVDs? And he's like, no, no, and I was like, no. he he had a Pokemon card of a person. And I was like, dude, fucking get him to sign it. And I was like, you bring the card, and he's like, no, but he'll, he'll go spend fifty dollars on a fucking Slytherin box of some bullshit. And I'm like, Sean, like, I get that you don't care about the signature aspect, but like, you seem to have a want to meet this person. So like, right, go get a picture right, of them. Right, exactly. Like, do something. Be like, it's, hey. it's social anxiety. That's and, what and it is. There's a lot of that. It's not and I've got the same, like, I'm not that bad, but I get a little uncomfortable when I'm not in costume mm-hmm. at the cons because naturally I am an introvert, but I can be very extroverted mm-hmm. around people I'm, I am comfortable. Right. Mm-hmm. But and we circle back to, we circle back to JDF. And, yeah, and, and, and so, so like, right, and, and dude, the Ranger was there, right? And I'm like, dude, you and I both love this. Granted, I was a green and white Ranger fan, played by the same character. My brother was a Blue Ranger fan. And I'm like, and they have the Red Ranger. Right. And they have the Red Ranger. And I'm like, dude, just like, I don't care. Just go say, hey, man, 
like when, when I said the sounds, right? Dun, 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 that's when they all came together. Mm-hmm. They whistled this stupid thing and they made this big ass character to beat everybody. And that was awesome. Like I was eight years old. Let's, and that sound, that noise that it's in my brain, that's what it is. Like, and, and so trying to get my, so the thing is, is like Comic Con doesn't do a good job to, they, like they make you walk through whatever they don't welcome you and tell you what the things are they hand you a little thing and say here here you go and then, but like on that list it doesn't say who the fuck's there who doesn't say anything they assume so, that people know walking in right but like stop doing that right like again is there I'm is there a excited, uh, oh go ahead no, go i'm ahead. more excited to go get fucking cinnamon almonds that I am. You were really excited about vegetables, pickled vegetables. Vegetables. Okay, so like you have no idea about this. Okay, so I first thing I do when I walk in, I was like, oh my god, I'm going to get pickled vegetables from the pickle company that's three hours away from me to the east, like because they have hot pickles, they have dill pickles, they have spicy pickles, they have this, they have that, asparagus, and right, all like, sorts of shit. Like, and then I was like, hey, let me get a full pound of fucking pickled vegetables. And <laughs> I walked around, people were like, oh my god, where's that at? And I was like, right there. My brother, he has no problem walking up to the people who are like, hey, free refills on pop. Come get your shitty ass pop from this pop dispenser. And he'll, yeah. he'll spend the money and he'll pay for me to get my refills. And I always get water. But so that yeah, is like the little, the little, the little flavored sodas or whatever in the, you get the little. Yeah, the mug. Right? My brother mug buys the mug. But like, I only get water. So he brings his cup from last year, the past years, yeah. and I get water with it, right? Like, and the lady's like, yeah, get what you want. And so my daughter got lemonade. But like, so tell people who's willing to do this stuff. Like, tell people who's willing to sign, who's willing to shake hands, who's willing to do whatever. Because they're so, not worried about that stuff. But that's where you make five bucks. And five bucks times 100 people is 500 people. They're not making that money. The con itself is who gives a shit? Like, get people to want to come there. Let me tell you so, what. Okay, hey, like, so you said, okay, so I don't know ranking of people, but um, if you bring a Henry, Henry Winkler in, yeah, and he's willing to just go to Grand Rapids, and then you, the next step above him, I, I don't mean to be disrespectful to people, but like, let's say you bring in a, a Jay and Silent Bob. And let's say above that is Chris Pratt. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then above that is Stanley, who's dead now. But like, right, like, let's, like, let's just say like Robert Downey Jr. Thank you. Right. Like, if you bring in, if you bring in Iron Man, the real one. Yeah. Dude, like, holy sh- because, because these people are making, hey, you know what? Like, they guaranteed me 30,000, but I actually made 70. Like that word is going to get around. I guarantee the so, word is going to get around. My, so, my, my biggest issue with, Mark is he he threw thirty thousand at Warburton. Fine, sure. He doesn't want to bring in Rooker because he's fifty. I don't know who War- Michael Rooker. You do too. Okay, what's he from? Yandu. Yandu. Oh, yeah. Yandu, Yandu from uh, Yandu. from Guardian from Guardians. Yeah. No shit. Yeah. Right, like, Rooker's been in a hundred fucking things. He's in Walking Dead. He's in Ga- Guardians of the Galaxy. He's in he's Days in- of Thunder. He's well, that's the entire thing is when you can get him a days of thunder guy. Yeah, right. like, like now you are going to see Rooker 100% because days of thunder, you love it. I wouldn't say anything about his new shit. I'd be like, dude, days of thunder. And he would be excited. So the year that the first Guardians came out, right? I go to the next wizard in Chicago and I, I got a shirt. No, it wasn't the first Guardians, it was the second one. I got a shirt that said, I'm Mary Poppins. Yeah, the yeah. hat Gandu on it. Sure. 
And I wear my Tuscan and I put it on and I had my bucket next to my head. So he takes a picture and he looks at me and he goes, that's fucking ugly. And I went, yep. And he goes, nobody wants to see your face. Put that, yeah, put that fucking thing on. Okay. So I put my bucket on my head. With your shirt on? With my shirt on. And he goes, look at me. So I look at him and he goes, point at me. So I point at him and he, and they take that picture. Right. So like a year later, we go to another con that he's at. My wife takes that picture for him to sign. And he goes, I remember that. That fucking thing's ugly. Right. He's like, what is it? She goes, it's a Tuscan. So so he writes on the fucking photo. Ugly fucking Tuscan. You're not Mary Poppins. You're a Tuscan, duh. Duh. And I'm like, oh my God, that's fucking cool. So make sure fucking, okay. So this is the thing. Okay. Again, we all put our pant legs on one leg at a time. Okay. So this guy, this guy recognizes it, sees it. And even if he faked it, like he, he's still a person who wants to meet people who have seen him whether it's a small thing or whether it's a big thing given the opportunity given the opportunity to see adam sandler yeah i'm talking about eight crazy nuts and going overboard right like which is or sorry bulletproof up so go Air, airheads airheads right like you get a lot with adam sandler like you have to yell more but like, know, right, but like that's what nuts. everybody's gonna do is is that type of stuff but like given the opportunity yeah. i'm gonna talk about the stuff the things that other people ha- probably haven't seen airheads dude like that's fucking huge I, it's one of my favorite movies put, put the monster away right like that is hilarious to me so when when i met henry teach these people that these people are human mm-hmm. and you're gonna get so mm-hmm. so many more people to come through with this like dude henry winkler when i met henry winkler it yeah. wasn't water boy it wasn't even the font i love happy days okay i grew up on happy days yeah let's reruns i got reruns yeah uh happy days ended in like 1979 i was like two again i had reruns reruns anyways you know what i had henry winkler sign what's up dr saperstein because i love parks and rec right that's exactly it and i sat there looking at pictures and he's like what would you like and i'm like honestly i loved his fans but oh my god i love parks and rec he goes i do too and and he signed it he signed david is great and again i got a great story he gave me a big hug and i'm I would meet Henry Winkler every time. So, and the, and the, okay, so that's what I would change, right? Is is understand that the people like I I need okay. We have fourteen people in the back, and yeah. so we didn't even go see the Heart Twins because my daughter was like, "Hey, it was an awesome concert," but like, I'm I'm scared to. And I was like, honestly, if you just walk up to him and be like, "Hey, I really enjoyed your concert." Yeah, they'd have been. Thank thrilled. you so much. Mm-hmm. As a seven-year-old looking up to these people who are 20-something years old, I don't know how old these two twins are. Mm-hmm. I but, like, it could imp- impact how they think, how they interact, how they do things. So understand that there's there's a broad spectrum of people. Like, dude, you your daughter's into this stuff because you're into this mm-hmm. stuff, not because she is into it for herself, right? Um, we talk about it, like... A smile on your face is worth a million bucks. Well, I mean, she flew all the way to Seattle to go see to go see the Flash. Right, exactly. And then she ended up seeing a whole bunch of Marvel people while she was out there. And Mike and I drank on the deck. Right. So you know, and and, and puke. Yes. Sorry, Chris. Did you ask my positives and my negatives? So that's yes. my negatives. My yeah, positives. So. My positives are the fact that they they really do fill those ten aisles, mm-hmm. um, and. 
to be honest, I don't know if it's by chance or accident or what it is, but like really near the, okay. And and so things I also want to see changed, excuse me, is um the back is usually like these random artists that I've never met, never heard of, never seen. And they're just like artist alley artist right and, like, mm-hmm. and that's a thing apparently but like it Huge stops thing. it stops everybody from and so it probably helps get get the lines big but like there's there's just there's nothing and then the front part is crowded as crap right like so artist alley mm-hmm. i probably spend 80 percent of my time there which is fine and i'm buying shit all the time because i can't do that but like, like that that to me is a huge talent i i can't draw right but like my daughter right my daughter's sitting here going and somebody had like hey 18 and older only to look through this thing. i appreciate that yeah and then one guy's like hey here's this button of things thanks for your daughter to come through here because so i i would say just start start appealing to the masses not just the one of they, right? they do that at other cons they really do so so here's so here's i'm sorry and we're gonna, oh, go, we're gonna go to san diego after we go to c2e2 so, so here's the thing um let's face it these comic cons that come out the big ones stcc nycc whatever have you they already have their niche and their niche is every freaking thing under the sun that's brand new Here's what I'm going to say for those, for your listeners out there that have never been to any comic cons. I'm going to say this. I'm going to say go to as many as you can in a year. If you go to as many as you can in a year, however far they are away, if you can afford an interstate one, go. And one, take in the sites. Okay. Two, if you want the full experience, go balls out. But I will say this, you're not going to have that good of a time because you're going to think you're going to make new friends. I met Dave, Nick, and Mike from Brooks and Brews. I spent $900 at a Star Trek convention for $900 worth of tickets that I'm not going to use a third of what they give me for free. So now I wasted $900. I could have bought a general admission ticket for $440 and save that $500 for 10 autographs yeah. or a meet and greet. Well, but here's what I'm going to say. You, if you want to go balls out, go balls out. But take in the experience first and then figure out what it is you like and have fun. That's it. I, have fun. Couldn't agree more. I'm, You know, this year, all right, so we went on Saturday. I'm telling you, we went on Saturday and Sunday. But um, I will say, okay, so Saturday night they had a a after hours party. Yep, that was supposed to have an open bar and dancing and stuff like that. And my brother's not that kind of guy; he's a very introverted guy. Yep. But like all they said was, "Hey, we're gonna have a live DJ." They didn't say what type of music. Mm-hmm. They didn't say, you know, like they might have said cash bar or something. But like they just didn't promote the shit out of it. like mm-hmm. if if you're telling me, hey it's going to have any one person there. Like, because I told my brother, I was like, because I hear in my head, like I'm thinking, oh man, this is going to be a freaking riot because we're going to meet some people. You're going to have a good time. Like, let's have a good time, bud. 
I was like, do you want to go? And he's like, nah, no, nah. like, and I'm, I'm like, I'm fine with that. Right. But like, also I want him to, I, I want him to get out of the shell. Right. Yeah. Because it's not, it, dude, I do that to you all the time. Right. The time. As, as an introvert, like I'm like, no, David, we're going over here. I don't want to do that. I, I, we're I, gonna, I, I do Cause I need somebody to hold my hand. Exactly. Like yeah. we're going to do this. Like you're going to, you know, and you go to a strip club, right? Like, yep. You, you don't go out of your way to find the girl that you want to dance with. You wait for her to come up with yeah, you. Yeah, I just sit there. And me, I'm over here like, hey, yo, sweetheart, this way, right? Like, that's how I, like, well, sex. I mean, not anymore, you don't. But right, but like, you, day. as sexist as it is in an aspect, of, like, I will ask for what I want, right? Like, mm. Nick wants, Nick gets. <laughs> like, and so, but like, and the other thing I will say that pisses me off is, Everybody to, at this con had resin pores that claim that they were their own, and that's full of shit. Oh, yeah. Stop fucking lying to me. I know the three companies that pour resins currently. Do not tell me that you poured them yourself. Do not lie to me. And that's I told him I was like, oh, you poured it, great. Tell me your tell me your process. Oh, that's secret. No, that's bullshit. You didn't pour it. You bought it from that guy, and that because that guy specifically makes rubber duckies, right? And because I'm looking for uh, miniature. Uh, Tonka trucks because that's the thing I'm going for. And I don't my wife gives me so much shit. I don't play DD. I don't do stupid shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? But like I love dice. I have an obsession with dice. I, I own this. so many fucking sets of dice that I don't use. I use a D, I use a D6, a D20. And if I run out of dice, I use everything in between. But really, I don't do but so stop lying. Stop, stop letting people sell stupid shit. That isn't theirs. It pisses me off. Um, and and you need to. So, all right. My I, just, I just felt that if I could just say one thing, I just Please. felt the audience floor drop 10% because you mentioned D&D and dumb shit at the same in the same sentence. Uh, so I, the I listener, so the, the listener, the listener of tennis just went down 10%. My um, your niece loves no, D and D. But like here's the thing. Okay, so my, my every year, every year my brother and I sit in on a D and D um like they, they do a little like play role play thing or whatever okay. like so they have the characters already set and you're supposed to play okay. well th- okay so last year my brother and i had a great time playing D. okay this year we sat in and it took them an hour and 10 minutes to basically set up and so i'm bored as crap we we rolled twice and we're like hey this is the action i'm gonna take and i looked and I, my daughter's playing my wife's playing and stuff like that and i was like you know what? We got to go see the Harp Twins play live. We're going to get up and leave. Sorry, you told me I was only going to take an hour. It took you an hour and 10 minutes to start up. Yeah. So, like, and I don't, but like, I a lot we, of that stuff, though, can be was, done ahead of time. And then right. you just play the should've game. Should have been. Me, it should have been. And me and my daughter, me and my daughter, and my wife played, um, they have uh, 3D there at the one we were at. Mm-hmm. So you put on these headsets and you play dodgeball. And so it was mm-hmm. us three on a team. And I tell you what, I've never seen my daughter be so competitive and have such a great time. And she's throwing up a shield. And I'm over here throwing balls. And she's like, dad, get him. Dad, come on. Yeah. And like, that's worth it. Like, yeah. understand that there's families that go to this, right? Like, yeah. David, your kid is a little older. So yeah. your like, kid went to these things. Yeah. She was excited to go do these. She's excited to do the things. And my daughter now wants to go back because, because of those things, right? She wants to play dodgeball that yeah. she doesn't get hit by a real ball. And she wants to um, get taken by um, Mandalorian. Mandalorians, right? So she now, like, she's like, "Dad, we're playing, we're playing hide and seek at home. This is a small building. This sucks." 
Okay. Yeah. I don't, I know what you look like, but I can't rehide. And I'm like, yeah, that's the point. And she's yeah. like, and your office is off limits and this room's off limits. And I'm like, yeah, but like given 50,000 square feet, she has, it's worth the $10 donation that I give the four times that we do it. And then we went to lunch. So the other thing I would say is, I don't know, add real food, not this. Concession food. <laughs> That's food. all it ever is. Right. But like, yeah, so, that doesn't matter where you're at. It's going to no, be like, Yeah. We ended up going to Wahlburger. We ended up leaving. So we Ubered yeah. because it was cheaper than my parking. Okay. So we, we, we all get into an Uber real quick. We drive up the road. It cost me five bucks and then it cost me five bucks to get back. Parking was 12, let's yeah. just say. So it was cheaper for me to Uber both ways than it was. So, but like, really, I think the marketing. And and C2E2, the only way I know about it is because of you. So, like, I say their marketing sucks ass, too. But, again, they market to people that know about Khan. But, like, okay, so Tulip City, where's that yeah, at? That's in Holland. Exactly. So they were there. They need to add a couple of things to their thing to get, hey, tell me why I need to come to Tulip City. That's this tiny-ass thing. It's, By- it's a $5 buy-in. To- Byron Center, right? It's probably free to go into. Free to go into Byron. Okay, so tell me that fucking 501st is going to be there tell me that these things are going to be there you you really have to seek out that information which stop stop making me seek i'm lazy the problem is the people that like it will seek that out like i'm constantly looking to see what's going on at cincinnati fan x or cincinnati whatever expo sure comic expo whatever the fuck they call it um indianapolis comic con motor city c2e2 fan expo i'm always looking to see what's going on because i want to know where i want to go we can agree that my brother is probably a bigger nerd for the things that you're not a nerd of absolutely okay so like you both are on the same nerd level if i asked him if i called him right now and said hey what's the biggest expo he would not say san diego He'd probably say something anime. Right. Like, and so, but like, whatever you're doing, your number one thing and mark the shit out of that. Right. Like, yeah, but that, but that becomes, that becomes kind of, becomes kind of splitting hairs mm-hmm. in a sense. Because if he went to San Diego, there'd be hundreds of things that he could see right. that would be anime. Related. Exactly. Yeah. Because like the with those really, tell really me that. Ones tell that me that. Chris is talking about these are huge convention halls. Yeah. That have a lot of like side rooms right. and everything. And that's what so, they do, like panels right. so, and New York, right. New York, Chicago, California. Mm-hmm. Ohio has a decent one. Ohio's just really good for being a small mm-hmm. con. Okay, so tell me, tell me all the other. Okay, there's probably one in Florida, and there might be one. There's one in every, at least one in every state. But tell me the biggest ones that I should be going to. So. Right? So, but get yeah. yourself out there first. Get yourself out there with the okay. We're in Grand Rapids, who should be a huge Comic Con. Should be okay. Tell me about these other cons, and you know, and what? some do, dude. So, you and I, if we buy one, so, I'll tell you right now from, if every ticket from California that I got from Michigan paid me a dollar, hang on, we'd I, have 10 bucks. I want to hear Chris's go ahead answer here. I'll tell you right now if you go to Reed Pop, R E E D P O P. They're the ones that put on San Diego Comic-Con. They're the ones that put on New York City Comic-Con. You go on their website, they'll tell you who's going to be there. They'll tell you who's going to cancel. They'll tell you everything in advance that you need to know. They'll even tell you the tickets. The question is, do you want to pay the price? 100%. Okay. Then you have 
Reed does not only those, but they do C2E2, they do celebration for Star Wars. Chris just said yeah. they bought the Star Trek convention. Yeah. Not so only Reed that, has a lot. You have Dragon Con mm-hmm. that's in Atlanta. Huge. That's a huge one. Okay. What's Dragon Go Con? on their website. Go on their website and find out what they got. So Dragon Con yeah. is a huge con, but they literally take up three or four city blocks. Right. So we because yeah, they have three or four convention centers yeah. that yeah. are that go to it. That's exactly yeah. it. Three or, so we were in Detroit during a con and I'm taking the it's not the L, it's not the path. It's the help me out with the the I can't tell you about Detroit master right. bar. So anyway, there's a train, a tram that goes from Ford Field to it's not Joe Lewis anymore. Kobo or yeah, Kobo Kobo Center. And so we're we're going past, and there's these people walking out, and I was like, oh man, that looks like a great time. The fact is, is like there's not posters on. Okay, back in my day, right when you wanted to promote shit, you went and stapled stuff. You you had a, you had a street mm-hmm. team, right? You posted yeah. stuff, and like so because we were in okay, we were in Detroit. We were going to go to a Tigers game. It was bobblehead night. Mm-hmm. We kept our bobblehead because I granted I got my tickets for dirt cheap. Um. And then we ended up going in, getting our bobbleheads. We bought tickets to the Red Wings because it was snowing. Mm-hmm. And we ended up going to a Red Wings game because, it's, and that's how we hopped on the, the, the tram to get over there. And then we see these people and I was like, oh man, if I would have known my brother would have come with, or like we would have done, we would have done a whole day's worth. Now you're bringing in people to the city. You're bringing in so much more. Like Grand Rapids. I mean, how many people do you think are actually traveling for Grand Rapids, staying at hotels, staying at, and eating food that's not? Nick, you can't you can't keep comparing Grand Rapids because it's run by a different person. It's sure. run by a different company. You can't, you know, you keep going back. And I'm, no, listen, I can't. I'm not telling you how to think. I'm not telling you how to think. I'm not telling you how to think. But yeah. you can't keep comparing it because... People who've gone to read pop conventions, people who have gone to Dragon Con conventions will turn around and say, your convention looks like a swap meet compared yep. to the ones we go to. And it does. That's And and that's, and you know, the, the other convention that, that Dave went to that was run by a run-of-the-mill Joe Q public with a mishmash of, you know, of different actors for whatever. It's knowing, in short, guys, it's knowing your audience. It's yep. knowing what's hot. It's having the book collateral to back up. It's knowing when the ticket prices are what. How to judge your ticket prices by the weekend. How to judge your ticket prices by the day. Who's going to be your broker, your ticket broker to sell these, and what commission they're going to make, and yep. what you're going to get in the end. Now, Dave, you mentioned that you know every actor should be paid five dollars for every hello they say in the halls without no, being me. at their. Oh, I'm sorry. Without yeah. being at their booth. That would deter anybody from going to a con. It would. No, but it like, would. It would. Okay, hold on. So- no, no, no. Hang on. Hang on. It would because the people, the true actors or true stars, know what the fans are worth to them. So why would you charge extra money for them when they go to the bathroom after they wash their hands? You want to shake their hand? Oh, that'll be five dollars. You know, I've seen a lot of. I've been. I've been to many Star Trek conventions. I've seen a lot of, and I know a lot of actors. I've seen a lot of it, and I've heard the horror stories. And those are the, that's the experience you want to stay away from. Mm-hmm. And as an actor being paid to be there, 
is an experience you don't want anybody to have because that's fooling with your money for the next year. Sure. And, and I, I agree with you, but the fact is, is if, okay. So the point I was making about the $5 Mm. is you need to let me know that it's okay to stand in line for free because there's so many people that think that it costs you $50 just to go meet this person. Right. Like, and, and, and so like, again, my brother, right? Like oh, I should have her sign all this. And I was like, dude, what if it costs you five bucks a piece? Who gives a shit? You have 10 DVDs. That's 50 bucks. Like, doesn't matter. Like go even get one, like figure out what it is. And he, you know, I, I think because we're in West Michigan, which is rich, but poor, right? Like you're not, you're not, I'm not traveling to San Diego. If I go to San Diego, right? Like it's balls out. I'm doing this once I'm I'm getting the three day pass, the VIP. I'm doing all of it, sure. versus the Grand Rapids, where, you know what? Hey, I, like again, the Harp Twins. Do I have to pay ten bucks just to say, hey, I really enjoyed your concert? No. The problem is, is nobody knows that at this place, right? Nobody's just gonna go. People hey. know that, but people that don't go don't know that. Exactly. Like so, make it. Hey, you know what? And have a stupid little fucking sign. The Sm- smiles and handshakes are free autographs cost you right the, the con's not yeah. going to do that because it doesn't benefit them Who it, it could and will they don't think it, it will benefit them because they're going to draw so. in bigger people I, I don't think so i think i think it, in fact it would deter and really? it would actually leave a bad taste in the mouth uh going to as many conventions as i have although my, many of them single uh single theme i think really that would deter a lot of fans and to be honest with you here is prime example of change of location and what a sour taste it leaves in someone's mouth. For years, the Star Trek convention held by Creation Entertainment was held at the Rio Las Vegas. Last year, this past year, excuse me, they held it at the Bally's because the Rio was supposedly under construction because they got bought out by a New York real estate firm and they were going to go under construction. Sure. Bally's turned around, do nothing on how to work this convention. And they fucked it up. Not to use the language again, but they fucked it up. And and this is where a change of venue changes the whole experience. You have 95% of it, which is the actors. But the other 5% is convenience convenience to convention location, ease of access. Uh, um, uh, multiple uh, multiple boots, v- variety of boots. Okay, yep. we'll you have a, a make it so booth and a Trek Geeks podcast booth, yeah. and then you have all these other things. So, you know, not having I get it, change is hard. Need to adapt. Need to overcome. But this change of location, simple change of location, simple. If you look on a Google map, here's the Rio, here's Flamingo Boulevard, here's Las Vegas Strip, here's yep. the Rio, here's Bally's. A mile and a half down the road changes everybody's experience. Yeah. And if that if that alone, you're moving an entire convention, you're moving 70,000, 70,000 people from one end of the strip to the other. And you're going to go ahead and say, Creation Entertainment turns around, and they don't, but they're going to turn around and say, you know what? $5 for every handshake outside the table. Do you know the shitstorm it's going to cause? Sure. Especially nowadays with social media? 
everybody's on top of it. You know, I, uh, me personally, I think charging five dollars for a handshake's a bad. I, I see it now with a lot of them because now they do selfies for twenty bucks. They do autographs for forty. They do uh, photo ops fifty five and up. Um, but to 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 penny any down to a handshake for five bucks. I mean, I would I would be I would be afraid to talk to them because right. what's that going to cost? That's like a dollar a minute. That's like the old nine hundred numbers we used. You looked at them across the hall. That's forty five seconds. Exactly. Yeah. You know, it's, it's you know, I just think it's a bad move. Uh, and and I'm not, I'm not trying to dissuade you from your decision. I get it. And I respect it. But I just think personally, for me, it would be a bad move. I, I would, no, and and, and I, I I fully understand. But like all I'm saying is. In my head, it costs five bucks just to go say hi, right? So, like, they need to let people know that it's okay to go talk to these people for oh yeah, no, for no free, right? Like, right? It's it's not it's not making the money. It's literally just being like, be clear. Because if my brother knew it was free, I don't. He's not cheap like me. He's actually he's a spender. Like, he yeah. spends that's social money. anxiety though. That that's splitting hairs. That's social anxiety. But that, so, but like, paying, let people paying know. for the experience, right? But paying for the experience. Is one thing. Yep. You being afraid because you're going to meet your idol and you can't pony up or, you know, uh, whatever the manly term is because you have social anxiety and that's the only time you're going to meet him in your lifetime and you bowed out. That's social anxiety. That's more of an encouragement to sit Mm -hmm. there and go, look, this is the first, this might be the last time he's around. The guy's 99 years old. Right. Let him be the last handshake, you know, in that case. But that's not that's not gearing me towards anything. Me get me paying fifty five dollars to get into a convention, I want the experience, the whole the whole shebang. I shouldn't have to pay more than that to just have fun, be with friends and family, and chat with the people who I look up to, period. Oh, that's so you know, I I was one of the first people, so this guy I don't know if I said it, but like this guy walks in and he's the grandpa from up. And I look and he's oh, uh, Ed I, I, yeah. I'm right at the I'm right at the front and it's just a random guy. And uh I was like, Oh my gosh, I love your costume. So he was cosplaying. Yes, yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. and I said, Holy yeah. crap, can I get a photo? This is awesome. Yeah, I think you would have known if Ed Asner was actually at the top. Well, so yeah. so that so then they they start rising they start, from a uh, grave. They yeah. start uh <laughs> they start yelling and they're like, Hey come back come back and i was like i'm so sorry and i i apologize to this guy who's yes. cosplaying like I, I didn't mean to make your family come back man like i just want a photo of you we don't mind and they're like they're like no no it's fine and all of a sudden his grandson comes in and his grandson's playing the fucking boy yeah the in, boy in scout the whole thing. And, I was like, yeah. and it's not it's 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 just an old guy in a, in a random kid and so because i was excited about this and so i'm sitting here but like it really is the experience. As, like that was that was probably the biggest thing I took from the con was as somebody that dresses up at, yeah, at people to stuff. I'm bored when nobody wants my picture. Right. I'm mm-hmm. ready to get out of my costume yep. because it's hot and it's sweaty mm-hmm. and I don't want to fucking be in this thing anymore because nobody gives a shit. But and it's if, worse when we have people on would, because we don't have any air. Yeah, we can't those. see with the Muppets on, but when I have people stopping me every two seconds for a fucking picture. I'm thrilled. Yeah, but it's a, but not only that, Dave, Dave and Mike, you guys cosplay. You know, it shouldn't matter whether you get in the costume or not. It's it's mm-hmm. the it's the interaction that you yeah. get, right? Yeah. 
So if they know you outside the costume, that's as great as a feeling as you dressing up as Animal or Fozzie Bear, you know, or, you know, or two Tuscans or whatever it is that you have. With and Walter Stellar hats. Right. And, and I think that's where the celebrities yeah. enjoy these cons because mm-hmm. a lot yeah. of them, like I, like I mentioned the example with Dan Davidson, you know, um, a lot of these people look up to these actors because they mean something. Yeah, and in some instances, it's against the old cliche of never meet your heroes. In some instances, it's kind of falls along the line depending on the experience. But you can't judge that because everybody has a bad day, right? So you can't sit there and go, "Well, oh, he'll." I met William Shatner, and he told me go left myself, and, and I'll never go speak to him again. Well, you I, don't know his life. Well, you don't know what happened. So maybe he just had a bad day about it. I fully an agree with you. player that gave him a left a very sour taste in his mouth. Yeah, Rizzo was an asshole. Right, and that and the problem. So I'm I'm into bowling, right? And okay, so I meet people that you guys won't know. I'm gonna say names. Okay, so I meet Patrick Allen, and he shakes my hand, and it's fucking dead fish. Here I am, right? So it was like this, right? And it was just like, yeah. and granted, he's left-handed, but still, your right hand should give me a decent shake. And I'm like, God, what a dick. Like, he just, he he was an asshole. He didn't come off great. And it's funny. And then he wanted you to met, kiss his, his ring. That's exactly it. And then I've also met, um, uh, oh my gosh, I'm drawing a blank. It, um, so I really, don't like one bowler. I can't help you. Uh, it's not Patrick. Uh, so, no, it's the Belmonte guy. No, yeah, him too. But like, um, so I've met a really, another famous bowler um dick weber uh pete weber sorry pete weber who was a complete asshole right um and so i'm like i'm talking shit and i'm, I'm telling everybody i was like no nah, man pete weber's a dick like i was like oh pete's a great guy like you should you should what you, and they're like yeah i did meet him after you know he lost for the day as a couple and i met patrick allen and they're like no he's he you should meet this guy again like and everybody's like, oh, no, these are great, great people, and they're this and that. And I was like, I think yours and my interactions were completely different. And uh, But, right, like, that's that's where it comes down to is people have bad days. People have bad times when you meet them. You know, yeah. I, I watched I watched Pete Weber go outside, chuck three bowling balls in the ground, fucking break the shit out of them, throw them into the trash can. Granted, he can do it because he's sponsored. <laughs> he gets new ones drilled up two seconds later. But, like, right, I'm sitting here as a 16-year-old kid going – Wow, you kind of fucked that up, didn't you, bud? But you know, so forever I will think that he's a complete brick. So, and other people are like, "Man, he's great." Yeah, no, so, and, and that's the way it goes. I, I have a cr- question for Chris. Yep, because I mean, I have definitive answers on this. So, Chris, you go to a con. Who is somebody you would pay to see every time? Somebody I pay to see every time. I'll tell you the truth. I do it every year, and I don't. I pay. I don't pay it personally. Um, actually there's two, uh, I'll give you one experience I had where I met Leonard Nimoy on his last convention Mm -hmm. tour before he died, uh, the year before he died, I met him. I took a, I took a selfie with him. So that's one. Uh, and I actually paid for the photo op for that. Um, the second one I do, I see every year and every year it's like, it changes William Shatner. So uh, he is he's not the staple of it but when he goes on and you can youtube 
uh, STLV, those letters, William Shatner, and go through the years. When he gets on stage, he commands the room. Um, and he knows what the audience wants. He goes on a rant. He goes on a tangent from time to time, but he gets lines back on the rails. And speaking like of Desperano. Yeah. And then um, also um, another one who recently, you know, has hit me a lot is going to be Kate Mulgrew, uh, who played oh, yeah. Captain Catherine Janeway on, on Voyager. She's a very uh, vocal proponent of a lot of issues. And she is very uh, woman dominant. And you listen to her speak. She's very elegant um, when she speaks. And it's someone to watch out. She is a fierce and a force to be reckoned with on the stage. I mean, if she's one that if she goes to if she goes to a non Star Trek Comic Con, I mean, she pulls from other right because she pulls. She she's got one life to live. Or no, Ryan's hope. I'm sorry. She's got Ryan's hope. She's got Mrs. Columbo. Yeah, orange is the new black. I need to ask. New black. Yeah. So we have never gone and sat in on a panel. Is Uh that something I need to do? So it depends on who the panel is with. So say you have the cast of Clerks. Clerks three is coming out. The cast of Clerks comes on the panel. That is something you want to do. That panel should not cost you any money. That panel is included with the con. Um. So that is something you want to do. So you need to. This is where a schedule comes out ahead of time and you need to know and you need to plan your day like a cruise. Okay, so cruise comes out, you have your day planned from eight to seven, you know exactly what to do. The same could be said for a convention. From nine o'clock, you'll see the sign that says convention opens. From nine to 10, Kate Kate Mulgrew is gonna be uh, uh, on a stage. From 10 to 11, the cast of Voyager. From 11 to 12 is going to be uh, uh, the cast of Deep Space Nine. From 12 to 12 to 1 is going to be the baddies of Star Trek. And, tw- and 2 to 3 is going to be a one-on-one with Walter Koenig. So on and so forth. So you know how to plan your day. Sure. So you need, you need to know what it is, what it's interested in. Find a break. If it's nothing you're interested in, that is your break. I can't suggest to you enough. One, bring a backpack. In the backpack, you put snacks in there, pretzels, almonds, whatever you want, something quick. Uh, what are those? The kind bars, um, bottles of water, because like Dave sat there for four hours, but he didn't have a bottle of water on him and he wishes he did. But yeah, I, I paid like eight bucks for a bottle of water that day. So, so bring a backpack full of stuff, especially if you're not staying at the host hotel for these conventions. Um, you're coming from home to and from. Make sure you're packing your backpack every day. Um, you, you can bring those. Yeah, yes, you can bring you can. stuff in. Absolutely. Yes, you can. Yes, you they can. have, they, they have they stools do a bag now check, that you can extend and sit on the stool. Yeah, that's if, right. You if, tested if one you, out of my house. Yeah. yeah, if you have to get a bag check, it's probably only going to be just like Disney World. We just want to make sure nothing's in it, nothing harmful, things like I, that. I just texted my brother and I said, I, I texted him, David sent me the C2E2 dates and all that. And I said, I told my brother, I was like, you buy the you buy the hotel and tickets and I'll drive and we'll go. And he just said, where is this? He's, I'm down if you are. <laughs> so, McCormick um, Place. Dude, um, I'm in. I like I'm I'm in. 
So, so yeah. So the, getting back to your question, Nick, though, the panels is going to be, uh, it's, it's, uh, what do they call it? Self. Uh, yeah. If, if it's, it's, up, it's up to you. It's all, so. it's, it's up to you. Can, do you um, there's, there are certain people I would see that put on panels like John Barrowman's one of them. He, sure. I've heard he puts on a hell of a show. He, so our friend Jim, who has been on our show many, many times will often say that his daughter became a woman at a John Perelman panel. And it's true because if you watch his stuff on YouTube, yeah, it's, it's out. There is some things that are outlandish. And, and uh, but I heard in person, like uh, any in-person interview for him is like, forget it. Well, and again, um, talking about a, an experience. So my wife does not really enjoy going to cons. But she really likes John Barrowman. Yeah. So part of it is because one of our Chewbacca's here, John Barrowman is absolutely in love with. Yep. And I don't want to give up too much information, but my wife's seen little little they, John. They, they, they've been friends yeah. to an extreme. Yes. My wife's seen little John. So beyond that, um, she wears her biker scout to wizard in Chicago one year. And, and she, I paid for the photo op and she tells John, I want to arrest you. And the photographer didn't really know what she was going for. And he kind of fucked it up. And two days later, John sees my wife and her biker scout again. And he walks over to her and goes, Hey, that picture you got, I saw it. Is that what you wanted? And she goes, no, nah, but it's all right. He goes, no, it's not. If that's not what you wanted, it's not all right. And she goes, no, it's fine. And he goes, no, it's not. Come with me. And he grabs her by the hand and starts taking her over to the photographers. And he goes, hey, you guys fuck this picture up. You're going to take it right. And you're going to do it right fucking now. Nice. And they redid the picture. And it was exactly what she wanted. And she, I see her like 20 minutes later and she shows it to me. I'm like, how the fuck did you get that? And she goes, she tells me the story. And I'm like, yeah, that's a guy I'll pay to see every fucking time. That's because why? Saying. Because of the experience. The experience. And that's, and that's, and that's exactly and, it. And yeah, they so. need to sell that. They need to sell the experience. But and, you know what, though? People. It's rough to sell the experience when well, you have... Every celebrity um, will do that either. Right. That is true. There's not many celebrities that... Oh, I, hold on. Before I start accusing and celebrities come and bash your show because of what I say. There may they'd have to have, a, be, they'd have to have a celebrity who actually watches their show. There may not be celebrities that will go to that extent, but you cannot fault them. Right. One, they may have gotten in late. Two, they're not feeling well. Three, so the list can go on and on. Do not hate. You know what I mean? Um, those that do, are only there for the money. There are. There are some. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But for those that are dedicated to the yeah. fans, i.e. Garrett Wong from Star Trek Voyager, who played Edson Harry Kim. Um, again, I speak from Star Trek, and I feel like this should be labeled a Star Trek episode, but, but this is what I know. Um, this is all, uh, you know, all the actors that I know from the Star Trek conventions would go to the ends of the earth for their fans. Because they are that diehard. They are just as much a fan of the fan as the fans are of celebrity. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and 
Yeah, they don't know every episode, but they know the person that comes up. I'll give you an example. The guy who plays Star Trek Deep Space Nine, Admiral William Ross, Barry Jenner. He also played Carl Winslow's boss on Family Matters. He was also in Dallas. Really? He he was in V, uh, the NBC show. He was in uh, $25,000 Pyramid. He was in Love Boat. He's on all these shows. I met him my first convention. I sat and talked to him for 25 minutes. Every year for four years, he would ask me how my dad was. Mm-hmm. How's the job going? Don't leave the job. How, at the time, my girlfriend, how the girlfriend is, how the kids are. Come by and have him see him. Love to say hello. Ba 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 ba. All day long for three years. This guy don't know me from friggin' Adam, but has mm-hmm. a 25 minute conversation with me 365 days later wants to talk about me that's a celebrity in my mind that's someone i will pay you know john and uh, dave and you mentioned this yeah um john barrowman would be the celebrity you pay to see that's a celebrity type i would pay to see every year well i I probably have a list 10 deep yeah so like katrina law who was in arrow she was in spartacus it's been a bunch of stuff she was at one the first grand rapids comic con that was at devos okay and caitlin and i went and met her and she wanted to do a cool picture she told us how to pose and it's great so she's doing heroes and villains a few years later you're good you can make noise yeah we don't mind um and it's caitlin's birthday i think she was turning 22 or something (laughs) that's right you're really young and uh I took that picture from Grand Rapids Comic Con to have Katrina sign because, you know, we were seeing a bunch of people that day. And she looks at it and she goes, oh, we met before. Yeah. And my wife goes, yeah, it's her birthday. So she literally got the entire line to sing happy birthday Mm -hmm. to Caitlin, which my wife recorded. And as Chris said, this is a memory she will always have. I will pay to see Katrina Law anytime. She's at a con I go to. Yep. I don't get I don't give a fuck what's happening. Well, I'll just go get a selfie. I don't care. She's just phenomenal. And that's what these cons are all about. Bottom line. Cons are all about the experience. Mm -hmm. What you pay does not matter. What you pay matters as far as material. What you're gonna get out of it is emotional. You get every there's a cliche, you get out of what you put into something, right? Mm -hmm. So if you go in there, balls out. You're not going to get, you may not, may not get the same experience as if you paid just the $40 to get everything you would have got with the higher ticket price, not having the extra things that you never got a chance to do. And, and that's what it is. Um, but uh, but how to save money, though, uh, honestly, there is, how to save money is to go to the con if it's the people you want to see. So. If it happens to be on a Friday and the con price is $75 as opposed to a Thursday price, which is $55, but only because Jay and Silent Bob and and uh, um, Rob Lowe or whoever, whatever celebrity. Oh, there, if yeah. Rob Lowe was there, that'd be. So, you know all right, I mean? Chris, can we talk about this real Again, quick? Again, I would get a Parks and Rec. Mr. Drinker. Uh, 
Now, all about uh, what about last night? Th- things that people don't understand. I literally made business cards that said Frankie Sharp from Sharp Records because I love. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that is. Wayne's World. Yeah. Thank you. Oh my god, I've seen I Wayne's what World. It was. I didn't know what the fuck that was. Yeah. Rob, all right, so I Rob Lowe's in there. Okay, so yeah. I made business cards when I was so like I was young and dumb and stupid. And I would go see people and I'd be like, hey, I'm Frankie Sharp from Sharp Records. I really like what I see here, but I don't think you're sharp material. And then I would have a business card and people would be like, oh, my God, really? And I I was an asshole. Okay, I was because was? people didn't understand that it was just straight humor for me. And I'm laughing my ass off like, hey, you just did, you know, three sets of uh, karaoke and. And I'm over here like, oh, dude, I, dude, if Rob Lowe is at one of these things, I'm, I'm in. Like, <laughs> he deserves right, it. But, but I just threw that name out there. But you that's shouldn't. the one. But you would go you see him, right? You don't yeah, have oh to my go. God, the, yes. You won't, you won't have to go for the four days. Hi, you my name is Rob Lowe from Rob Lowe. <laughs> you know, you go, you go for the days he's there, uh, and his podcast is fantastic, mind you. Um. But, I didn't know we had a podcast. This yeah, it's called it's called literally with Rob Lowe. Oh um, my god, that's perfect. So, oh, and right, he's so. been he's been running like two three years. Um, can we but, can we trade that for the uh, Star Trek? I was gonna no. know. I was gonna say no. I was gonna say I was gonna think you were gonna say can we trade that for your appearance on our show? Um, but no. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, we love you, Chris. We would totally love to have Rob Lowe on. <laughs> yeah, thanks. Oh. Um, but but I mean, go to the ones you want to go to. Do your research. Know that you know things happen. Know that cancellations happen. Know that things may not go your way. Know that you may have a four-hour wait time. You know, and and sometimes these conventions will put it on a screen and say, you know, uh, Kevin Smith will be fifteen minutes late, or hey, your photo ops are ready in room A. You know, or um. Uh, photo ops ready are beginning in room D. Uh, so you've you know, been to big conventions because, like, I've never seen a screen at Grand so Rapids. So, if you so again, Grand Rapids. so again, if you go on YouTube and type in the letters STLV any year between 2010 and 2011, any of the, the panels that you see are, that are taped, you will see that it is the stage. There's the screen that's above them that focuses on the stage. And then off to the side, you're going to see rows A through Z, your photo ops are ready in sure. Grand Ballroom B or, you know, things like that. And they're posted on either, the same sign is posted on either side of the screen. So I want you to know that, like, officially, I've been texting my brother because this is how this conversation is going. Um, I, I offered him, I said, hey, you pay for this and the hotel and I'll drive because... And he said, all right, I'm in for whatever you want. And I was like, well, one's 550 for VIP plus hotel or 220 plus hotel. And he's like, let's do 220. So we're going to do the three-day pass to C2E2. We're going to go all three days. He's going to pay for hotel. So we have what, like 13 rows or so at at Grand Rapids? So 10 and then 10 and then like one. So like 11 and like in theory, because because like do you guys count your rows as the – three rows our rows are in a row so you have one row so like i would say 11 so c2e2 has like 24 shut the fuck up and it's in mccormick so i mean it's huge 
So you're talking 24 rows as far as convention space usage? Yeah. I, I'm talking as far as like vendors and stuff. Right. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. yeah so, yeah. so convention space and you have 24 rows as yep, and, however and, way it's laid out. Yeah. yeah. And then they have the celebrity okay. area over here. And right. The right. Right. Over there. Yeah. Right. Right. See, the way they do it in the way they do the, uh, the way creation entertainment does it in Vegas for Star Trek is it's held at the Rio. And each hotel has their convention area. So you have the main ballroom, which is your main stage. You have a secondary ballroom, which is your secondary stage. That's where your karaoke goes, your trivia goes, your uh, second your second stage actors go, right? Mm-hmm. To do their thing. And then you have all these convention rooms for photo ops and where the photo ops are laid out, uh, you know, for you to pick up and things like that so that's how it's all laid out a lot of these like if you go to uh dst which is in the uk uh it's like one big airplane hangar um and it's just one huge room with tables and whatnot and maybe not a separate soundproof room for really yeah um again again this is why I say, do your research, you know, um, if YouTube's a great resource, Reddit uh, again, but options are options are going to be, you know, are going to be personal. So So my next question, do I pre buy? Do I pre buy? So I'm going to see with you now. Do I pre buy for my brother, the things that he wants autographed? So you don't have to, you don't have to. However, if you do it, just guarantees it. Because when you get there, let's say uh, Rob Lowe, Vic's favorite actor, apparently, is going <laughs> on Friday or Saturday. Nick, you know, for, Nick has a friggin' accident, God forbid. You know, uh, Nick has an accident a week before. He's unable to get tickets, autograph tickets or photo op tickets for Rob Lowe. And he's going to get them on Saturday. Well, I'll tell you the truth. The first place you better visit is that photo op and autograph table, because I guarantee you those tickets are going to sell. Now you may pay 10 to $15 more at the table than you would if you prepaid online, Okay. but you can't help it. You're laid up. Do you You get reimbursed? Do you get reimbursed if if the person cancels? Yes. Yes. You get reimbursed or you can exchange. Okay, then who cares? Like, you won't so, get you won't get reimbursed for you know uh, you won't get reimbursed if the ticket costs you sixty five dollars at the table, but you say oh it was fifty dollars online. You're not going to get reimbursed. No, I, I fifteen. I don't care. I'm, I'm, I'm making I, up numbers. I'm making no, up you buy an autograph. You buy an autograph ticket. They cancel. You get your money back for the autograph. Okay, ticket. so as long as and so you if, can exchange, if, if yeah. I so I have three months to convince my brother to pick people he wants to go see. And right, and I, I would watch to... that. I would watch that celebrity board closely because every day somebody can cancel. Yep, some really? of them, some of them really? will pre-sell tickets. Some of them will not. Can yeah. we get sued if we just say who's the biggest star out there? For what? Anything. Uh, Harrison Ford, maybe. Cool. Can we get sued if we say Harrison Ford's going to give here and everybody yes. gets their money back? for his autograph but like then we sell tickets to the door i'm just kidding folks i would never do that i'm not an asshole i'm i'm an asshole but i'm david's asshole but like you are my ass that's not who we are as people you're my but, asshole i'm no so, oh, so a different asked, tangent 
<laughs> he, he has to say he's covered. Okay, so like I just I don't want to because I that's how I think people are. Well, listen, I think there's people out there in this world that will intentionally scam you and intentionally and there try. Are. To, you know, there are people listen, who will. In the absolutely, there's going to be and stuff people. that do that and right. that going out of business very quickly. Yes. Do they? Okay, yeah. so that's that's what I want to. Yeah. You're, so here's here's my your reputable companies aren't going to do nobody that. intends Correct. nobody Ray intends for people to it. cancel. Right, okay. Repop won't do it. Creation won't do it. You know, a lot of these big name conventions, like Mike said, they're not going to put their reputation on the line for doing all this that that crazy jazz. But here's what I'm going to tell you, Nick. Right now, yep. what you're doing right now, you got the general admission tickets. Great, fantastic. You're going to have a great time. Why? Because your brother's with you. Why? Because you're going to see who you want to see, no matter what the hell happens. Sure. This is going to be your time to shine and your time to do what you want to do. And that's the experience about it. Um, get the pre-sale tickets for your autographs. Get the pre-sale tickets for photo ops. They cancel, they cancel. But pay attention to the celebrity board in case you do have these tickets that they'll turn around. They may say, hey, Rob Lowe cancels. You may say, oh, shit, there goes my life, whatever have you. But you'll be sure that they'll say refunds will be given back to you know whoever's bought them but you have to contact their service uh their customer service line okay um but yeah so i mean be prepared uh for the vendors area um make sure you bring some cash with you uh, as you guys have mentioned already you know uh, know what you want to spend know your budget if you if you're not going home directly after the con each day uh bring a set amount with you so you know not to spend it um uh you know uh know what you're gonna know what you're looking for so a lot of these cons they'll have uh for example a hallmark table so they have let's say clerks christmas ornaments and you know they're there know what you're looking at know what you're buying know what you need and sometimes they'll haggle more than likely on the last day they'll want to get they'll want to offload a lot of stuff because they paid by the freight to come back sorry so, chris can you repeat yeah. that real quick because i mean that's that's a tip for because yeah i'm so scared to do that at a con but like can you repeat what you just said so know what you're looking for know what you're gonna be going to know um know what you're going to so for example you go to a hallmark table and you're looking for Hallmark ornaments. Know what you have before you go and buy duplicates. Um, and know that, one, the item may be gone by the time you leave the table. Sure. So if you want, hang on to it. Uh, have them hang on to it. They'll probably hang on for like an hour or two, whatever the case may be. Make sure you have the money. But, you know, come back the day go to the vendors area the best time to go would be the day that the convention is leaving because sure. they need to uh they need to offload a lot of their freight because they pay by the pound so they'll be willing to sit there and say two hallmark ornaments which were 40 dollars and now 20 you know you buy really two for 20. Say, yeah people are willing to get rid of stuff people will be because you pay by freight nick because they come out they drive out and they pay. They have X amount of freight that they gotta pay because they gotta go through the way stations to get out there, right? So they <laughs> wanna, they don't want to pay the same price going back. 
Yeah. Or they didn't make what they made throughout the convention. So they want to make a little more cash. May not be enough, but they want to make a little more cash. So, so ha- haggling is a thing that so we're allowed to do. Gavin's not going to run deals in Grand Rapids that he might run in Indianapolis. Sure. Right. Because he's based in he, Grand Rapids. He drove yeah. to Indianapolis. Right. right. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, if he needs to pick up something from the shop, he drives 10 minutes to the shop, picks it up, comes back. Mm-hmm. But Indianapolis, four or five hours away. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But mm-hmm. definitely, uh, was that what you wanted? That was the, that was what, it, what you no, wanted, right? Literally, like haggle with people and, and, and you can, understand. but I'm not saying like, you know, the, the items no, were no. $20 and I want, I want two bucks. Well, I can't give you $2. Well, no, okay, like, I'll leave the, it. Okay. Even if we get something for, okay, because I'm cheap, right? If I have a $20 item, I can get it for 18 bucks. You're I'm, happy. I'm happy. Right, right. Okay, so like I'm buying a $25 set of dice. I want it for 20 bucks. You have no idea how happy I am. However, do your research. Sure. Because some of these things, like you got like the Marvel bust, uh, you know, like the Punisher statues that you find at the comic shops, the, the 12 foot to 14 or 12 inches, 12 feet, 12 inches to 14 inch ones. They'll normally sell at the comic shops for three seventy five. They may sell on the site for uh, three fifty. The comic cons they may sell for four hundred. So you got to know where your price range is and what you're paying for the quality you're paying for if it's the same item. Um, if that makes sense. Oh no! So, I, like I absolutely love this. Is great. I hope you're still so, listening to the end of this episode because we officially just saved you a shit. I'm going to. I can save you. I can. I, I mentioned this at the beginning of the show. I can save oh, you a no. ton of money in another aspect if you if you have a listener base for it. Um, but but for cons, especially, and this is especially if it's not in your home state. If you have to travel to Indianapolis or you have to travel anywhere outside, don't forget you're not going home to grab money out of sure the safe drawer. Oh, he's not grabbing you know money I mean? out of the sock drawer, but he's going home after. Right. But I mean, if you're going back and forth and it's a 20, 30 minute drive, yeah. that's what no, it's, it's ours. <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. We're, we're that's doing what I'm saying. Day. If it's a four hour drive, you're staying at a hotel. I am. It may be home, but you're staying at a hotel. So bring yep. the money you plan to spend. Oh, Leave the rest at home. That's awesome. Like, yeah, I bring the money you plan to spend. I, I, I appreciate that advice because, because like I've never, so I am the biggest negotiator when it's out of the country and when it's a flea market, I don't look at a con like a flea market, but now, now that you've it said it, to an extent. now that you've said it, like mm-hmm. I will never pay $25 for a set of dice. I will pay 20 bucks. Well, and mm-hmm. on Friday, if you go to buy that dice, no, fuck that, it's $25. If I go Sunday, but if you go on Sunday, you might get it for 20 bucks. You might get it for 18. It's not my, it's, it's like, this is okay. So things. All right. My best friend is an introvert. Mm-hmm. Okay. I am an extrovert. So we're in New York. He lived in New York. Chris, you'll love this. People sell things in New York for fucking pennies on the dollar. So we're, I'm buying my wife a knockoff. Um, oh, Gucci bag, maybe like, right. Yeah. And so I'm like, Hey, I'll give you this amount of money. And nope, nope, nope. Give you this amount of money. Nope. Give you this amount of money. Nope. All right, so we walk away, and my buddy's like, dude, you just got that thing fucking $80 off. Like, how? And I was like, because, like, they they want to sell. They don't need to sell, right? Like, it's a completely different thing. Like, when you understand how people work and how people think, like, this is where it's at. 
And uh, so he he said, hey, I'm going to fly you down to New York just so you can haggle on my car when I buy it because you're the best negotiator I've ever known in my life. And I said, you got to be willing to walk away, right? Because guess what? They're going to call you in two days and say, come get it because they're not going to sell it within two days. And you have to feel it. You have to understand it. You have to make sure COVID screwed things up in the car industry. But the fact is, is like he will dry, he will fly me down because my $500 plane ticket, 250, whatever is worth the $5,000 he saves. Yeah. And he gets to see me and give me the biggest hug he's ever fucking had. And he's saving 4,500 bucks. Like, yeah. because I refuse to pay what the hell you think sticker means. Right. This like is, this isn't the price you're looking for. Yeah. That's a fact. That's basically what it that's is. That's a factual statement. Like I am Obi-Wan Kenobi purple fucking. Oh my God. He got one, right. Wait, no, no. Yeah, he went one for two because he said Obi Wan. And then, who am I thinking of? Mace Windu had the purple. I'm Mace Windu doing this thing with a purple lightsaber and shafting it up. Okay. If you're going to say Mace Windu, yeah, lifesaver. Is that, you know, lifesaver is a candy, Nick. Saber. It's a lightsaber. It's a light because it lights up and it's a saber. I thought it was like fucking sword. No, it's not a lifesaver. Oh, or or what did Mark Wars. Hamill call it? What did Mark Hamill call it in one of the, Life in one of the Star Wars? Laser sword. Yeah, I'm gonna come out with a laser sword and, and yeah. Um, but I mean that. But that's what you need to do. That's what it is. It's you know you're gonna get your deals, and you just have to hunt for them, and you have to know that maybe you can't get them at this con because they're they're out they're you know they're priced high, but maybe you'll get them at another one. Or you fight, or you get a business card. Yeah, a lot of them have business cards. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, I own a business. This is what I have. This is only a limited amount of stock that I have in front of me, but I have a store full of other stuff. Here, come to my website and let me know what you're specifically looking for. If I have it, I will get it. You know, um, and that's and that's what it is. So my tickets, no, keep me current tickets. Yes, clear my current tickets. Yes. I don't know what the fuck you're looking at. Sorry. Three and a half hours in here. Um, I, I think Chris probably would like dinner. <laughs> I would like dinner. I would like dinner, too. I mean, it's 10 fucking 30. <laughs> I would like bad. Mike yeah. wants to go to uh, sleep. Chris, I already honestly, ate dinner. Yeah. So I'm going to keep your A single series from Star Trek. Mm-hmm. Uh, because that's you said it 10 minutes into this fucking episode and i'm gonna keep your challenge okay and i'm going to do it i don't uh, know which... are, are uh are mo and jack gonna do it though i think so i so the they think so with, but the they... problem with mo at least i'm gonna call myself mo but he's gonna be back <laughs> i don't have a lot of the streaming services to watch well you, you do have two friends three friends that can give you their passwords um, I mean, he's, he's got a couple of passwords of mine already. I said my brother I do. passwords. Okay, so um, we're cheap. Yeah, he's told me already to get out. What, what is the movie one you use or whatever? Voodoo. Voodoo. And you're like, yeah, download Voodoo. I'll give you a like, and then you can watch all these movies that I've got. I have so yeah, many movies. The, on the only problem is the only problem with Voodoo is you got to rip them onto Voodoo in order uh-huh. for it to be played. That's the only problem. It's like, if you don't have the movie, you're screwed. Yeah, but but I mean, honestly, guys, listen. Um, I could go on for hours and hours about saving money. Uh, I definitely have a subject for next time we talk. 
Um, oh, we're definitely going to talk many was, times. You know, uh, for saving money, especially if you have a, a, a listener base for it. Um, thank you very much for having me on your show. Again, my name is Christian Musio. I do run a, so I'm a third of a, one of the hosts of uh, Mickey's Marvels, where we talk all things Disney under the Disney umbrella. And uh, to close it out, do you guys have any like taglines at the end? Or- yeah, oh, yeah like, subscribe, share, tell your friends, tell your family. I know your grandma's still listening to this because she's up late at night. What'd you think of your seltzers uh, there? My, Those are a little different. We uh, we drank them. We did. I'll tell you that. We drank them. I'll tell you that much. I guess we're alcoholics. So uh, let, let me let me try my New York at at, at this here. Oh, listen here. Like, subscribe, share, follow. You know, do what they do, and uh, <laughs> do what they do. And uh, if you like it, bucks and brews in your ear holes, up your nose with a rubber hose. That's Vinny Barberino right never there. Never taken off any other fucking way. I, right? you know what I'm saying? I, I'm gonna tell you the hot fudge Monday was good. Yep. The donut cider was good. This chocolate cinnamon churro. Yeah, was phenomenal. Good, it was. That was that that. Really good. Yeah, yeah, so, so good. Was, Untitled art. Oh. Have those. My great value water was fantastic. My city <laughs> portage tap water was awesome. That's right. Good. All right, boys. It was uh, awesome to see you, Chris. Great. Uh, hey, virtual hug from me to you. Absolutely, um, absolutely, guys. Listen, I miss you guys. I've been looking forward to this since you said you wanted to have me on. So, as much as I say I'm not going to go on another cruise, if you go on another cruise, let us know. We'll we'll be there. Oh, absolutely. Right. Yeah, take care. That was good. Thanks take everybody care. for joining us. We'll be back next week. in to box and brews you might hear something you can use like tips on your cash or tips on the suds you're gonna want to use the smarts of these stuff because they know the brews and they know the box and they know they can't help the stubborn fucks so listen up because shit's not funny save yourself some beer money bucks and brews bucks and brews and brews bucks and brews